Welcome to the season finale of The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. Four thirty, stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five thirty, jazzercise. Six thirty, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Seven o'clock, wrestle with myself. Loathing. I'm booked. The loathing to nine, and I can still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness. But what would I wear? Vans! Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. <laughs> Drop that bitch. So like I said, this is the season finale. I'm D Jones. I got the ghost riding shotgun with me. As always, Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. And now Ants One out the playoffs. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Ghost, what are we working with this week? Yo, big week in Studio E. We got none other than the legend, the GOAT herself, Alexis Sablone. Been a long time coming. I mean, I don't think she knew that, but we've been oh, we've been we've been trying to get her forever. So uh hype to finally have her on and uh get to know the legend herself, you know what I'm saying? And then we going straight to the post office and of course wrapping it up with the rundown. So a big, big, big time episode and an even bigger post office, brother. Yeah, real shit. Travis with uh, one of the worst voice notes of all time, if I might say so myself. And Mantoto. Oh. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe on YouTube at The Bunt Live. And then head over to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Bunt. We doing it for the people. Hell yeah. Next Wednesday, we're going to do our patron raffle. Uh, get them boxes out to the people here. Well deserved for our patrons. So, Ghost, it's the last week of season 12, which means it's the last shout out of the week. I hope you got something special for me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this time of year, all these parts popping left, right, and center. But this week, the one that stood out the most to me was Forrest Edwards. Hadn't seen much from him in the last few years, so I was super hyped to see him reconnect with the Zero Squad. And uh, he's still out in them streets killing them. Man, whenever I think of Forrest, I just think back to that epic limo ride courtesy of the Dime Guys. There's a <laughs> moment I'll never forget riding with Forrest, man. Hell yeah. I think Shubat was in that goddamn limo, too. <laughs> what a random crowd. But I can't let this one go, man. Johnny Wilson just dropped a vid with some of our favorite skaters. Ain't had none of them on the pod yet, but I mean, we take all four. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Cyrus, Andrew Wilson, Max Palmer, the GOAT, Nick Stain. We need some of those guys on the pod. Definitely had to shout out that video, man. Yo, Cyrus, holla at your boys, eh? Yeah, let's get it popping, <laughs> dog. So, like we said, the legend, Alexis Sablone, in the building this week. Big fans since PJ Ladd's wonderful, horrible life. 
That video had a big impact on us. One of the most watched videos in our skate crew for sure. Oh yeah, not like, just we our all, skate crew. Oh yeah. What was what did it say on it? Like one million copies sold. Yeah. Definitely like just throwing that out there. Like we throw out our stats. Bro, that was a worldwide thing, just like the bunt is, man. Nothing but legends in that video. And now she's inside Studio E, man. Hell yeah, doing it for cons, Alzheimer's. You know what I'm saying? What more to say, man? <laughs> Order some damn pizza and let's get it cracking. Ah, uh, yeah. Dr. Pepperoni, Maker Pizza, the combo of pain. Let me get a couple cookies, some wings. Ooh, and of course, a Canada Dry. <laughs> for, for that throat, G. Yeah, real shit. You know how to do it. Download the Maker app for iOS or Android or head in-store. Downtown Queen and Spadina, Uptown Avenue Lawrence. Big shouts to Maker Pizza for coming through this season. Nothing but respect. Maddie Madison, tell them what they get when they order Maker Pizza, man. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, let's get this interview popping. We got Alexis Sablone in the building. Long time coming. We worked hard for this one, people. <laughs> exhausted every uh every way we could man to try and make this happen shout out to zach you finally got through <laughs> and uh no shout out to delaney man because i know you didn't try very hard <laughs> so we start every show off the same hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment okay favorite skate moment uh okay well let's go with the first one that came to mind is uh mike maldonado and welcome to hell like ollie onto the bench and then over that wall it's like massive oh, yeah because that's yeah probably favorite favorite video first part yeah so that one's left a lasting impact i guess um and then sports i had a moment where i collected some cards and i had a mugsy bogues card and i turned it oh, around yeah. and real and realized he was five three and was like holy shit <laughs> And I loved, I loved that because I was always sh really short. Uh, I heard you were a, a big baller back in the day too, man. You got any personal basketball moments? I mean, I still play basketball. Like, well, I haven't played in a few months, I guess. But um, personal, mo I mean, no, nothing that like jumps out. Just, I mean, I've definitely beat some people like way taller than I am. But, but uh, you know, I had a... The last house I lived in, I had this Benji was one of my roommates. He was like six four, and we the whole time we lived together would kind of like shit talk back and forth about eventually having like like playing against each other. And finally, when he was moving out, like we all like a couple of my other roommates, and we all went and played. And honestly, he beat me by like a couple points, <laughs> but. He would just stand under the like if you're if you're six four and you're playing like I'm five four I just feel like that's kind of cheap like yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. shoot anything outside like nothing even close to the f like foul line you know like he was basically just like standing mm -hmm. under the basket so I guess that's a bad memory but yeah I don't know <laughs> I'm sure there are some good ones nothing nothing's coming to mind that's what's up though you out here balling love it. <laughs> uh, so yeah. take us back to the beginning. Where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? I am from Old Saybrook, Connecticut. It's like 
I don't a small town in Connecticut. Not that like not that far from Groton, where like Donnie Barley and Brian Anderson are from. Kind of like in between, a little closer to like the Rhode Island side. And I don't. I was. I started skating when I was ten. I just saw two kids skating in a parking lot. And I don't know, it was basically, it wasn't pre-internet days, but kind of like pre-useful internet days. So I guess I think that was like the first time I'd seen skateboarders. So yeah, I just like saw it and like kind of begged my mom for a long time until I, you know, she realized I wasn't going to stop talking about it. And (laughs) on my 10th birthday, I got a skateboard. It was a stereo it was like a logo, but it said like sound stereo, sound stereo. I've never been able to find that exact board again. Um, and like Venture Feather Lights and like nicotine wheels, like 60 millimeter, something huge. I ride really small wheels now, but, and then I remember covering it in like pretty bad, like shimmery stickers, you know, which now I'm like, That's, nice. <laughs> That's a pretty fresh first board though. I mean, yeah, no, it was like proper. It was definitely yeah. also the biggest board. It was probably like, in eight well you know yeah because i guess back then eight and a half wasn't even really a thing it was probably like an eight but i rode seven and after that first board i rode seven and a half or smaller and still i ride seven and a half now so that was like by far the biggest board i've ever had yeah (laughs) um but yeah i don't know there were like no i I didn't know any other skaters i kind of just was like just trying to figure it out in the garage, you know, (laughs) figure it out in the street outside my house, like put broomsticks out and like foot on the nose and tail. Like, is that how you Ollie? Like, how do you like, how the (laughs) hell does that work? Um, and I would like pause. I got, well, welcome to hell was one of my first videos. I also had, I did get a, how to skateboard. It was a thrasher, how to skateboard. It's the one where like, it's like Drake Jones teaches you how to heel flip. And I think Paul Sharp teaches you how to nollie. And also, I'm pretty sure he's the one that teaches you how to set up a board, which is the weirdest thing. And I'm still weird in ways to this day, I guess. And I would watch him set up a board, like watching him grip a board and like put it together. I'd get so hyped to go skate. So I would just like, (laughs) I would just watch him set up a board and be like, okay. And like run out to the, to the garage and. Yeah, but I don't know. I think then probably a year in, like there weren't skate, there weren't really any skate parks close to me at all. And one of the closest ones was in Milford, Connecticut, which is where like Greco's from. And yeah, uh, yeah and it was called Eastern Pulse. And I went there and then my first time skating there it was my first skate park. First time like seeing other skaters. I met Trevor Thompson and um the homie yep and my best friend to this day and so that was like i had a skate companion (laughs) i mean we would so we would like i would take the train there like on the weekends or sometimes like we could get our parents to drive us but it was like an app it was like almost an hour away so yeah it was like and we would do like sleepovers and just skate my garage together or skate like the street outside his house together but um and then every day during the week, we'd, like, call each other and, like, go through our CCS together and pick out, like, what we liked. And, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's like, I guess the very beginning. 
that's what's up man it's all about having that partner in crime in the early days to Yo, to stay yeah. hungry together it's like just as important as the skateboard when you're first starting man yeah yeah, yeah it's uh it's funny like just telling me stories thinking about actually you know like how little has changed in some ways like i still <laughs> he's still a person i talked about like before this we were on the phone talking about like board shape because i'm trying to figure out like my next <laughs> and we were talking about that for like an hour and a half today and then also like like watching the skateboard setup like before i was lately i've been really i've been like watching people put bikes together i have no idea why it's like this month i just got obsessed with it and right before this i was like watching people set up a bike and i was like oh yeah cool <laughs> i don't know you a nerd out in these streets eh <laughs> yeah just you know it's like Trevor and I, I, I describe it as like laser beam, like laser beam brain, you know, just like very obsessed with, I don't know if you, if you guys know Trevor at all, but it's like, talk to him about anything and his eyes get like really big and he'll just like lean in and just, he's read about it. He's thought about it. He's thought about it like way more than anyone else. And you're like, okay, okay, chill out. <laughs> like, but yeah, I think I'm like one mitts tiny step better than him but we're basically the same like that so yeah just i think you know regular skateboard obsessive you know we interviewed uh grant a couple months ago yeah and he was talking about trevor a little bit and saying how obsessed he was with wheelbase oh, at the yeah. moment and grant was like so over it like i can't hear about wheelbase anymore <laughs> <laughs> what was your first big break in the skate industry I don't know. I guess like two things. I have one really hazy story that I still to this day, I'm like, I think this is how it happened, but it sounds too bizarre to be true. But the way I remember it was Eastern Pulse, that skate park that was like an hour away. I, my school had a day off and like all the other normal schools still had school that day. And so I was like the only one in the afternoon at the skate park there skating him back and like chris markovich showed up whoa oh donald's homie like i don't i'm like why would he be there like is that crazy but i swear yeah chris markovich showed up you know if if he listens to this and he's like this never happened and like i don't know then it's a big hole in my memory i don't know but i swear he showed up and then we skated i was skating him back we skated for a little bit and then at the end he was like yeah, I'm gonna get you some boards. And then he like gave me Ryan Kingman's number at Element. And that was like my first. And then I got an Element box. Like a Damn. box. Damn, sick. Which the Element boards I was skating, I think it was like Bill Pepper, seven and a half, Yo, like 31. The shape that I've been skating, like basically, like still now, like I have them right behind me, is like that same. Well, I have actually. Be- Probably due to Trevor's uh, influence, but I have modified the wheelbase a little. <laughs> but uh, I'm still skating like that shape, um, exactly like that. It was like that P- PS6 shape. But um, yeah, so that happened, I think, um, which is, yeah, so weird. And I guess outside of that, probably like Coliseum, Coliseum stuff, I met Jeremy Rogers. Um, <laughs> At Woodward, the same week, that was the week I met Zared, Eli, and Jeremy Rogers were all in my, we were all in the same, like, Woodward instruction group when we were 12. That's sick. (laughs) And, uh, 
or 12 to 13, you know, we ranged in age from like 12 to 13. That was when Zara still skated for, what was it called? Like 16 skateboards or six, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that company that was for like kids 16 and under, which at the time <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's the coolest brand. Cause I was like a little kid. And recently that came up. I was like, oh yeah, 16. And someone was like, oh, that was like that brand was so lame. And I was like, I thought it was, I thought it was so cool. Like, but I guess I was 12. I don't know. Um, anyway, I met Jeremy Rogers there and we like exchanged numbers. Also, it's crazy because this, I guess is skipping ahead, but recently, like when the Alzheimer's thing was happening, I, when I like, it happened like through Zared and when I was going to meet, to meet Price, who like runs Alzheimer's, one of the two that runs Alzheimer's, I was like, Price. And I was like looking at pictures. I was like, have I met him? Like, he looks so familiar. Like, I swear. And I called Trevor because usually he's like my memory on things like this because I'm <laughs> terrible. I'm like, have I? And Trevor, I was like, did we skate with him at like Woodward? Like, he looks familiar. And he, Trevor's like, I don't, I don't remember that. And I was like, okay, I must be crazy. And then when I met up with Price, I was like, hey, yeah, nice to meet you. And he was like, actually, we met at Woodward when we were 12 and we, <laughs> and we exchanged uh, four star swishy pants. And I was like, Oh my God, I knew it. Like I, uh, and that was the same week that I met Zared, Eli, Jeremy Rogers and Price. Um, and we were all just, yeah, in the same instruction wow. group at Woodward, which That's is crazy. Yeah. But, um, anyway, so Jeremy and I exchanged numbers and then like a year later, a couple of years later, I was in Boston like my sister was going to college and I don't know. And I called him from a pay phone and was like, I'm in Boston. And we went and met up and that, that day I met PJ and I don't know. Yeah. I remember Jeremy took me to Coliseum. I bought these like Scott Johnson, like toothpaste, like the, the gray and green Lakai's and like met the guys at Coliseum. Yeah. I don't know. So Coliseum, obviously like, I feel like that was a big um, for sure it's enormous yeah did you call jeremy's uh home phone number like you had to ask it, for jeremy ask his mu- parents like it must have been because we didn't i was calling from a pay phone so i'm pretty sure yeah. he didn't have a cell phone like we Definitely were not. we were thir- 14 you know like i don't know so i guess that was yeah a lot of years ago <laughs> that was like around 2000 like i don't think kids had like cell phones in 2000 I, I feel like so. I feel like I called him from no. a payphone, and I feel like it must have been his house. So yeah, linking up with the squad back in the day was the best. Like calling everyone's like home number and I know I mean like everyone's parents and shit. <laughs> yeah, just like the amount that's changed with that with cell phones. I always think about that. Like I feel like people must be way flakier now, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you made a plan back then, like okay, I'll meet you here at this time and your friend like didn't show up i feel like that wouldn't be your friend anymore (laughs) you know it's like nowadays it's like 10 times on the way there people are like changing the plans in real time you know there's like a different (laughs) commitment means like something else but anyway yeah uh back to uh woodward for a second Mm -hmm. you actually i think you were the instructor when like a group of our best friends was down there really yeah i don't know (laughs) if you'd remember them but one that apparently he was ditching our other friends to like skate flat with you uh, <laughs> it was by the name of tom morrison wow wait that's like i mean i told you i have a bad memory but sounds like 
someone trying to skate flat sounds like I'd be down for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably don't know him anymore, but he's he still skates and he uh, he like films a lot of Bobby DeKaiser. Oh, really? You might bump into him one of these days. Yeah. Wow. Especially if you come to Toronto and like come skate here. That was a big time story in our. Really? Back that's, yeah. so, that's so <laughs> sick. I, uh, he got roasted for that for sure. <laughs> I need to uh, see a picture. Then maybe it would like, I bet it would click. I, I think that I was All in right, a, Let me find one real quick. I'm pretty sure I was an instructor. Again, like the pretty, like my memory is like really bad. But I think for like Kyle Walker and Evan Smith, I think we're both like, I think at some point, which is crazy because I'm like, wow, how old am I? But. So you first banged the skate world over the head in PJ Ladd's Wonderful Horrible Life. Can you take us back in time to those days? What was filming for that project like? It doesn't feel like like filming for that never felt... I think in the end what the video ended up meaning to people and being was like went so far beyond like any expectations I had or like that it's like at the time... I didn't even really feel like I was filming for anything. I was just kind of like, oh, I'm like part of the team. I'm on Coliseum. Like we're like the camera's out. Like what can I do? You know, like it wasn't, I was never like, okay, my part, you know, maybe like Mm. a little bit like right at at the end, like when I knew there was going to be a premiere and all of that. But yeah, it was more just like, I don't know. We just, I went on some trips, like my, you know, I thinking back now, like whenever I describe this, people are like, wow, your mom really like let you do whatever. Because <laughs> it was, you know, I was like 16 and uh, 15, 16. And yeah, like we went on a road trip. We went from Boston down to Miami and back. That was one. And then a lot of it was just like, at that time I was kind of going, Boston for me was like my introduction to skating like cities really i mean like i i skated Mm -hmm. growing up like a tiny bit of like in hartford and a bit more in like new haven connecticut but i didn't skate new york that much like i had only skated new york like a couple times really and um so boston yeah probably when i was that like that first time when i was 14 Oh, and Philly, like we had taken a trip to Philly. So there, like there were things, but that was the first like consistent like city that I was skating. Yeah. And just every, like I was just going there every weekend. And so it was kind of like what f- felt like a magic time kind of like in Boston too. Like it was, I would go, like PJ would pick me up from high school <laughs> Like on Friday, on Friday afternoon and like he, yeah, he, I mean, he dr- drove like 120 miles an hour in a minivan. It was like crazy. And so we'd make it to Boston in like three hours, not three hours, like under Damn, two that's hours. that's a trek every weekend. Yeah. No, actually, sorry, not three hours. He would make it in like under two hours because it's normally like where I'm from is, well, where I went to school was a little further from Boston, so it's normally like two and a half hour drive, but yeah, it would make it there way faster. And we'd drive straight to windowsills, like the windowsill ledges. Oh, of course. <laughs> and so we'd get there, like it would be Friday night at that point, like basically like getting dark out depending on the time of the year. And it would just be in a massive group, like all the people that skate windowsills, you know, there'd be like t- at least 10 people skating windowsills. 
And I don't know. So it was kind of just like, in my mind, I'm like, that's what, I mean, it kind of is now because there's so many skaters around, but that I was like, oh, that's when you go to the city. It's like, you go to, there are these spots and there's just all these skaters like skating there. And we would just skate flat ground until, I don't even like, until I was like falling asleep. Like, cause PJ can skate for like a hundred hours in a row. <laughs> so we'd skate until like 3 a.m. And then, and then basically, yeah, just skate Boston the whole weekend. And then I'd go back for school on Monday. So yeah, it didn't feel like the filming of the video is like less clear in my mind, other than just like the, all the Coliseum, like that whole crew and just kind of like a couple specific things, you know, it's like, it's like when you have photos from you know, so long ago at this point, it's like when you have photos of like you as a baby, you can kind of like, or like when you're really young, you like remember that day really well. Cause you've been looking at this photo forever. And it's like, that's like, I can remember each thing filmed and like where I was and what, you know, a lot of stuff PJ filmed and definitely all my tricks. And, but when I think about like the anticipation I had for the video, like leading up to it, like I had no expectations. It was more just like crazy. Cause I did think like, Oh, this is PJ's video. That's how I thought of it. I was like, the world like hasn't seen him skate yet. And that's like crazy. Like people are going to like, like that's going to, but I didn't, I don't think I realized like the extent to which that would like happen kind of. And then, yeah, it was like when the, when the DVD version of the Coliseum video came out, it said like over a, a million copies sold. <laughs> and like, I still don't, I don't know, like Matt and Artie who owned Coliseum, like they're, they're such like joker. Like they're s like, so I just assumed that was like a complete joke, which like maybe it was, but at this point, definitely probably over a million people have seen that video. But at the time it's I was possible like, now. Yeah. Like now it must be, but at the time I was like, I just laughed. Like, I was like, that's funny that are they allowed to put that on the cover when that's not true? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I kind of yeah, was yeah. just like, I don't know, like people in Boston had seen it, but I didn't really realize like that. I never thought this many years later, it's something that like, you know, I'd still be talking about. Definitely so. over a million downloads. Easy. Yeah. 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 Game changer. <laughs> yeah, she Yo, was crazy. How'd you have time to do homework with that skating schedule? Got to do it in the weekdays, I guess. I mean, I'll like stay up all night working. Like I was the same in, all through college and I'll just like work way into the night. But I would work like, I don't know, just pull all-nighters, basically. <laughs> in high school, you're crazy. I know. But, uh, respect, school, <laughs> got to come first or at least tied with skating. Over the years, we've done plenty of CHPO ads and we've given out plenty of CHPO boxes of the finest sunglasses and watches. But thinking back, one ad stood out more than the rest. And it was from the legend, Matt Canadian. So this week, if you can tell us what legendary watch Matt Canadian centered his ad around, you get in a box of them yourself. Send your answers into the buntlive at gmail.com. It's got something to do with pints, yo. That's a clue. So you really blew minds back then, coming in hot with the flick of sin on all your tricks. <laughs> Seemed like you were going to be in the spotlight for years to come. Instead, you decided to go to college. What was behind that decision? Choosing college over the flick. <laughs> over the flick. Well, I didn't quit skating. Um, 
I just kind of was like, I don't know. I mean, the way I remember it, it was kind of like that. The video came out to me. It felt it was like PJ, Jeremy and Ryan all like moved to California or all like went to California to be pro or to, you know, whatever. And, um, and I mean, first of all, like no one was like knocking down my door to like, I don't, I don't know what would have happened in that situation, but like, and I, I can't say who knows if things would have turned out different, but it's not like, I mean, I was just like, well, what am I going to do? Just move, move to California and like get a job and skate all day. And I don't know. It just sounded boring to me or like. I don't want to do that. I mean, like, I wanted to live in New York. I really, like, through high school, I have to say, like, I wasn't sure if I would go to college. Like, I think that, I mean, I I went to basically, like, a prep school, like, a fancy school. Like, my mom, since I was born, was like, oh, you're going to college. But internally, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know if I want that. And it was really just... I don't know, and I was kind of, like, getting close, like, 16, 17, and maybe it was, like, partly because skating, like, I'd always kind of had that balance, like, skating, but also school, and I like, I always loved school. I mean, not all subjects, some subjects I, like, didn't, you know, I did the the bare minimum, but I just liked school and, like, studying stuff, and I had kind of... Like, I felt like going to California to skate sounded, like, bad. Just all day to just <laughs> skate, it was just felt, like, depressing for me. I don't know. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to go learn about stuff and still skate and not have skating be a job, even though I guess that I don't know if that was really an option for me anyway since no one was trying to, like, pay me or give me a board, but... Yeah, so I just kind of kept skating and skating alone in New York and went to school and studied architecture and I don't know, never, I remember like I I was getting, um, I was skating for S and I had just done, it was the first like King of the Road and I think that at the time I was, well I was skating for the firm, but the firm went out of went out of business, I think, before I went to college. So that was already kind of, like, done, I'm pretty sure. So then it was just S, and I kind of called them and was like, I, yeah, I'm going to... I didn't want to feel like I owed anything to anyone, and I just wanted to skate for fun, and, yeah. So I told S I quit, and... Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, like, on good terms. I didn't tell... When I quit Element, that was actually, like... <laughs> I remember calling... That was before that, though, but I ended up calling... I called Kingman, and I was like, thank you for everything. I mean, like, 14 at this point, 15. And I quit. I was like, I don't want to skate for Element anymore. And he was like, okay, I mean... <laughs> like, why? Like, can I ask why? And I was just like like such a different time in skating I actually can't believe I like said this or did this but I just remember like I went to the mall and it was in that store um Pacific Sunwear 
right? Pacific, yeah, Pacific mm-hmm. Sunwear, PacSun, and there was Element stuff in the store. And I was, and like back then, like you didn't see skate stuff at the mall. Like it just didn't exist. Yeah. Like that was not a thing. And I just remember seeing it and being like, no. And I felt like actually sick. And I, <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I quit and I was like, you know, I, Honestly, I just feel like you guys sold out. I saw it in the mall and Oh. <laughs> and he was like I yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I quit. I mean, I saw him years later and it was fine, but yeah, I just pretty fucking cool, I think actually That's that actually I did so that. boss. Um anyway, yeah, I just wanted to go to school and study and like do all that and live in New York and not just like flounder around in LA hoping someone would let skating be my job and i don't know so i just did that yeah you keeping it core eh <laughs> none of that mall <laughs> shit back in the day <laughs> i mean it, it really was different though you know oh for sure for sure so yeah you you chose the school path obviously you didn't quit skating but uh how many degrees you got these days man just an undergraduate degree and a master's of architecture damn you know you ain't playing games in the with these books <laughs> <laughs> Would that make you the smartest skateboarder on the face of the earth? <laughs> Trevor wants to know. No, I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Trevor. Uh, no, I'm absolutely not claiming that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not the toughest feat to... I mean, as a general Careful. group... Okay, no, as first a general of all, group, a lot of people skateboarders... First of all, degrees what, does generally not... generally not that smart? Yeah, like degrees haven't... They don't have not like they might have something to do with intelligence, but not like you could be a lot smarter than anyone else and not have any degrees. So I don't think. Yeah, that. yeah, no. Who for is sure. who there, is the smartest? There's a big difference between being smart because you could be book smart and common sense are like two very different things, or just yeah, or you could be very educated yeah. and still very stupid. So exactly. I hope I'm not that, but <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. Dog, who's the yeah. smartest skateboarder on the face of the earth? Uh, that's a good question. That's a stupid question. <laughs> Feel free to email us with your uh, suggestions because I have no idea. But uh, you're you're in the you're in the top. You're in the fucking, final eight. You're in the one percent. I'm sure. All right, if you guys say so, the official word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bunt word is the official word. It's bond. So you had a pretty long, like semi hiatus. Like you said, you obviously didn't quit, but saw you know saw you on that King of the Road some street league stuff over the years, but you're firmly back on the map now. How are you balancing skate life and your regular life during that time? What, during what time? You just talked about like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, just like when, cause I mean, since you got on weekend and stuff, you've been kind of back in the mix, but just between yeah. like when you decided to go to school, like basically yeah. between Coliseum and then like getting yeah, on I weekend. Mean, I'd say that like my Skating has always been my skating, but there was a long time in there where I guess, like, from the outside, it was, like, mainly... I was most visible in, like, contest stuff, and that was kind of, like... I mean, I, I graduated... I finished undergrad in 2008, so that was, like, economically, like, kind of, like, crazy time. And also, I mean, that aside, I just really didn't want like regular job that would just be my job forever I, I wanted to you know be an artist and work at a restaurant which is what I did and um and then the restaurant I worked at 
uh, like had a kitchen fire. And um, I mean, no one was hurt, but I, we were all like collecting unemployment. And, and that was like right at the same time that like Manny Mania came to New York. Oh, and sick. yeah, and so I went there. It was the one that Eli won, I'm pretty sure. And I was there and I was like ran into some people that I hadn't seen in a while. And someone brought up um, like Maloof Money Cup. And I was like, what, what the hell is Maloof Money Cup? And I was like, this contest. <laughs> Girls win 25 grand. I was like, 25 grand? Wait, what? <laughs> Are you, what? So then I was like, I need to, I need to skate that like right now. So I kind of um, emailed, I like was like, who do I know? And I email. I ended up emailing like Mark Waters, who at the, worked at Soltech when I skated for S and was like, do you know any, like basically... And I was right around the time that I'm really good friends with, uh, like, Zach Lyons. And so we were skating. We had been skating, and I forget where. He came to New York, and he was like, come to Woodward these weeks. And so I went there and met everyone on Organica. So that was right when I was, like, getting on Organica, as it turned out. But And I got a call when I was at – or an email back when I was at Woodward that week of the summer with all the Organica guys – and Mark Waters was like, you can, they said you can come to Maloof Money Cup, but uh, only as an alternate. So I was like, all right. So I like booked myself a flight and like went. And then they ended up letting me skate. I mean, Sick. yeah. And it was like, yeah, I think I to, it was like a disaster of a, like my wheel fell off and I like hit my head and like Brian Anderson came over. He was like, are you okay? Oh. And it was, yeah, it was like. <laughs> It was like everything went wrong. Like I definitely didn't win. But because of that, I like, first of all, that was one of the first times I skated with girls like ev- like ever, basically, because it was this contest. And I had done one contest when I was younger, two contests when I was younger. And after that, I was like, I'm never doing contests again. I hate them so much. Like, because yeah. I, I rolled my ankle like the first trick I tried. Anyway, so that was... I got invited to these other contests and the second, the third one or the next contest was like an X Games. And yeah, this like this girl, Lorena Lima, like got hurt and she was still going to skate, but I was just an alternate. And I was like, what if, if I pay you what you would have gotten for last place? Like if you can't skate, can I, can I take your place and skate? And she was like, yeah, sure. And I got like second place and won 20 grand. Oh, yeah. Damn. So I was like, what? Yeah, so I, and then I went back to New York and like they were still kind of like renovating the kitchen. So I went back to work at the restaurant, but then I was like on the circuit or I mean, back then, (laughs) I mean, like back then it was, there were really like two or three, two contests a year, you know, or like three contests a year. But I was like, I mean, I'd made 20 grand in a day. And before that I was just, you know, like, so contests became like so I just I kept getting invited I kept doing them like why would I this is like I could support myself doing this you know so if I won which became like increasingly stressful because especially like then when I went back to grad school just like oh my god land this trick or you got to take out a a school loan like it was just like very stressful but um (laughs) but yeah so like I was doing contests and I mean I was also 
skating. Like, I actually have some, I have a bunch of footage from then, from that time that I never, I have on some hard drive, but I never put it out. And that was when I was on Organica, and they, like, wanted to turn me pro, and then, like, they didn't, yeah. and they changed their mind, and Yo, I don't know. are you, hold on, sorry to cut you off, but are you not aware that your final eight in the Sodi and dropping that footage right now might put you over the top? Let's get it, yo. The people need that. <laughs> I'm pretty confident that footage will not <laughs> put me over the top. But, uh, Who knows? Yeah, well, it's like in my mom's house in a drawer in a pile of old laptops somewhere. I don't know which one it's on, but it's somewhere. I have it. But anyway, I guess my point was just that, I don't know. I was always skating. I just wasn't putting, you know, the only... It's taken me this long to really put out a proper length part. And I'm not young, so, you know, it's like, I guess filming has always been... Like, I feel like some people just can't wait to go film. That's, like, what they are, like... That's, like, all they want to do. And it's, like, I... It's just so stressful, you know? It's, like, such a battle. It's, like, nothing... not. I don't think anything stresses me out more, you know? So it's like, cause you just know it's like you're in for an emotional roller coaster and like the worst and also best moments ever, you know? It's just like a lot. So it really wasn't until I guess like I started skiing for weekend and that was, the camera was there and like I was with Trevor and I was like, okay, this is, well, really, when we can need to announce me, it was like I I had I was injured and then I like fractured my kneecap, and then oh, as soon man. as it, yeah, it was like and as soon as it was good enough to skate, like Grant flew to New York with Trevor. I think that was for like moral support, emotional support, and um and I had like two weeks to film an intro for Welcome to Weekend. Jeez. And I was, like, really, like, there were so many meltdowns. Like, I had so many meltdowns in that two weeks because it was just, like, I don't know. You know, like, the camera comes out and you're just, like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You know, I think I'm just a perfectionist and nothing makes you feel worse than filming and not skating (laughs) how you want and not get, like, it's just the worst. I mean, it's also the best. But it's, like, I think it's just such a painful process, you know? Like, that, uh... Mm-hmm. Until I kind of, like, had to do it and was, like, in the groove of doing it. It's, like, if I wasn't skating for anyone, it's, like, yeah, I'm skating street, but no one's gonna be here filming it. Like, I don't want a filmer there that makes everything worse, you know? So, I was just doing contests to make a living. And, yeah. That's... I guess that sums up the, that 10 years. That's a sick hustle. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the contests, what's your wildest tale from the crazy contest realm? I don't know. I think my first contest back or which is funny because now cuz you know, all everyone was there. It was like Vanessa Torres, Amy Carone, like Leo Baker, like all, you know, Marissa Del Santo, Alyssa, like they were all there and like I knew who they were. Like, even though while I was in college, like, I had been watching videos, like, I knew who they were, but I hadn't, I had met Alyssa years before when I was, like, 11, you know? So they were all there, and, and Leo always tells me that, like, he was, like, um, Leo Baker's always, like, yeah, because he had watched, 
like PJ has wonderful horrible life and was always but just kind of was younger than a little younger than I was so it was like always like wondered what happened like what happened to that girl Alexis yeah. you know and I guess suddenly like I was there and everyone was like holy shit it's that's like <laughs> that's <laughs> Alexis I don't know but but I was like you know from college like I had a I think I had a shaved head then like it was like 10 years later or some you know like many years later so it was like this crazy thing where I wasn't talking to anyone because I was shy and like they, but they were all there and I was just skating this like Maloof money cup course with them, which for 25 grand, you know, and then, and then, like I said, the contest, it was like everything went wrong. Like I, I hit my head twice. Like the first time I was trying to like switch flip some stairs at the buzzer or something and like cased the stairs. And like, that's when like Brian Anderson was hovering over me, you know, and I was like, and then my wheel fell off and I was like running to try to like get my wheel and like screw it back on. And I don't know. I won like a, the destroyer award, which I don't know what that even means, but I, I couldn't figure <laughs> out if it was for like being like destroying the course, like being gnarly or if it was like, I got destroyed. Like I didn't know if it was, a, <laughs> but, but they gave me a sawzall was my like prize. <laughs> Nice. Wow. But uh, I don't know. I think that was like the craziest contest thing just because it was, you know, now it's crazy in a different way because it's like people on their computers from every country and like calculating scores and like it's yeah. like a whole yeah, different nice. world. And But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think that's the craziest. Yeah, I remember seeing you on a street league one time and like I hadn't seen you in years like in, yeah. in anything. <laughs> I think the last thing I'd seen was like you on where well, you were a guest skater on King of the Road, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah on so, a, this, a diff, yeah. Yeah. Way back though. So then I saw you in a street league randomly and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like Alexis to <laughs> blown. And I obviously was rooting for you and you were trying to, I think you were trying to kick front 50 something, but like, Just I was like, to... fuck. I always turn into a skate coach when I'm, wa- when I'm watching and I wanted you to win, but I was like, you're trying like the hardest tricks out of anyone like you could just do something easier and just land all your tricks and win this no problem but you're like trying to kick front 50 shit and stuff but yeah um, like that was sick (laughs) i feel like there have been a lot of contests like i'm just stubborn you know and it's like even if it's a contest and like you're like there's a clear strategy in the end you're still just like skate if it's a trick you can do and you mess it up, you're like, no, I'm, I'm doing it again. Like, I'm trying again. And you just yeah, try. Yeah. And I've done that so many times where it's like, like in the street league format, it's like, I'll just use up every single attempt trying one trick and like get dead last. But, and after, <laughs> after the fact, you're like, that was terrible. That was terrible. Like, why did I do that? You know, but. Yeah, you trying to get that paper or are you trying to prove something to yourself? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, when I'm not in the moment, it's like I want the money. (laughs) But in the moment, you just want to land the trick you know you can do, you know? Like, what the hell? Like, why isn't it working right now? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like you mentioned earlier, you were on weekend for a minute or for a while, actually. You filmed your welcome part, which was banging. Uh, But what led to your eventual parting of ways with them? Uh, It was just kind of like time I don't know I mean that's not a good like I think that it was you know I was skating for a weekend and doing graphics 
And I think that it was just, like, me and Grant butting heads on some stuff. And Grant's, like, yeah. He's a good guy and, like, a friend. But we just weren't working well together. And I was, and we just, I don't know. It was, that was it. I was over it. Like, we got, we got in one fight too many, kind of. And um, <laughs> I love being on a team with Trevor. And still, I mean, I like to think just that I'm still, like, cool with the people on that, most of the people, that like, the people that still skate for weekend now. Um, but, yeah, it was just, like, time for a change. And also it was, like, you know, weekends on the West Coast and I'm here. And I felt like mm-hmm. it was just kind of, even though it's, like, I, I talk to Trevor all the time, it's just different to, have, like, live in a city with, people around that skate for the team you skate for and like to have that crew and like community i don't know so i think that that's like good for me makes sense yeah you recently got on Alzheimer's, bringing some much needed class to that crazy group of <laughs> bastards <laughs> just kidding <laughs> we love the Alzheimer's guys that's fam over there uh what's the story with uh, you getting on Alzheimer's? well i've always been a fan of the company and like I said, just the fact that a lot of the crew is in New York. I mean, I guess, and then there's a lot of crew in Canada, and then it's, like, a weird, like, mix. But, um, yeah, I definitely, like, was hoping that could happen. And I've known Zared, like I also said, for years, like, since Woodward when we were 12. But, um, and we skate for Converse together. But I, uh, I didn't want to put him on the spot. Like, I didn't want to bring it up because just in case, you know. And, and, um, I don't know. I've also known, like, I've known Dana Erickson for a long time, too, because of Boston days. And then, like, Dutchie, we've been in the same place in Boston many times, you know? So I'm, like, familiar with, but, like, Zared, yeah, I don't know. He just kind of hit me up out of the blue, kind of right when I was hoping he would. (laughs) And he, and he did. I think he said it was Dana's idea. I think, like, Dana, it was, like, Dana's birthday, and Alzheimer's posted something, and I, like, liked it. I guess Dana was, like, what's up, what about Alexis on Alzheimer's? And Zara was, like, oh, I didn't even, like, think of that. <laughs> or, like, it didn't even, I don't know, I think he, I don't know if he knew I wasn't skating for a weekend or what, but he, uh, yeah, he had just asked me, and I was, like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm down, like, that would be, that would be perfect. And, uh, so... I met with Rob and Price and Zared and all of us in our masks, just like at an awkward like meeting. Hello, um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just it it felt good and it was like I don't know. It seemed like a good fit and yeah, I'm just excited about it. It like just kind of went from there. Yeah, that's dope. Um, you definitely don't know this, but back in the early days of the pod, before I think I'd even met Price or a bunch of those dudes, remember I'd always be like. You wanted to get on all I was like, yeah, but I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, anyways, I clowned myself many times back really? in the day. Was that before even Dutchie and Dana were on? Yeah, I should have taken Alexis's approach and not said anything. <laughs> that wouldn't have worked either. <laughs> You'd be even further away from yeah. it. Though. Yeah. But uh, the worst part for you is that you talked about it for years, and then we started seeing them every, all the time. <laughs> oh, that was the worst. Because <laughs> well, before when I'd say shit, like, because I've been friends with Tyler for a long yeah. time, and... I didn't know who the people behind it were, so I just felt like I'd say it, and like I didn't think anyone was like hearing it, and then actually meeting everyone, 
And then I'm like, oh, this is awkward. Everyone's now. like, oh, that's the guy. <laughs> from uh, well, I'm sorry your dream didn't come true. Tyler's the best. I don't know if you've met him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry it didn't work out for you. But you actually took his spot. I'm really happy it worked out for me. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. There was room for the budget. Yeah, <laughs> there was room for the budget. Me in 2021, finally. But yeah. I gladly sacrificed my spot for you. Oh, oh you you thank pulled you. the Shane Hale where it was like you went to Price and we were like, yo, like <laughs> don't worry, Price, don't worry about giving me a board. Like, <laughs> should give it to Alexis. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, anyways, uh, hardly. Well, I appreciate it. So. there are definitely more girls skating than ever before Mm -hmm. which is amazing to see but how do you feel about the female representation in the mainstream skateboarding these days i feel like social media has changed a lot of things so there are like a lot of different ways to see people um so that in that way i think like social media is really good even though i have like mixed feelings in general about social media but mainstream like I think it's like moved in the it's moving in the right direction, but like still has a long way to go, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I just think that it's hard to like have a perspective to see outside of what if you've been skating for this long and like even as like a female myself, like it's taken me a long time to be like, wait, this is like why is it all got like why is every page of the magazine a guy, you know, or like why is every you know it's just like because that's what I grew up seeing because that's what it always was you know and I think that it's like Mm -hmm. maybe you know for a long time I mean I think like the excuse back then was always like oh well there just aren't that many girls doing it and it's like kind of like well as I feel like that was always kind of an excuse like oh there's no market or oh there's whatever but it's just like if there was proper representation like that would inspire I think like more that would have inspired like more girls to start a lot Mm -hmm. longer ago you know and I think it's like moved slowly up until now and it's like suddenly like moving so much faster which is like really cool and like I feel like really overdue and I don't know if that's because if it was kind of like a, a couple things happening at once, like maybe it's social media and kind of like corporate sponsorships and like the Olympics, like all that kind of stuff. I think people from like outside of skateboarding that kind of like care about, honestly, like optics and like or just yeah. like the Olympics, which is like, yeah, there's got to be like like we have to have like women represented here, too. I feel like that has in a way like changed kind of like suddenly companies are like, Oh, that is weird that like we have only guys on the team and no one even cares that like they're girls skating because I I don't know. I think it's just kind of like, it's hard, you know, like it's for so long, I guess it was just, maybe it was seen as like not cool. Like, Oh, girls just aren't good enough. Or I don't really know like what the mentality has been, but I think it's just kind of like, there are a lot more, there's so many girls skating now. It's like kind of mind blowing the, the way it's exploded in the last like really couple of years. And mm-hmm. I think that with that, it's like you're seeing like the level of like girls like progress way faster and like the level of women skating is like getting like way higher. And, and so, and they're being shown a little more, but I think it kind of sucks that it ha- it, it's like, what about before that? You know, it's like 
I never saw Alyssa Steamer on the cover of a magazine. Like, why? You know, or like, I never, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I just think that it's kind of like, like Marissa Del Santo, like, where was her board? You know, just kind of like these things yeah, where you're like, sure. how is that possible? Like, is no one seeing the way, it the way I'm seeing it? Like, so I just think the industry is really like lagged behind. And like, I think that it's definitely like moving now. And, but I also just think it has like, skateboarding needs to be like wait this isn't just a bunch of guys anymore like there are a lot of different types of people doing this like you know like this is for women and non-binary people and like like this is like what skateboarders have been talking about forever like claiming like oh skateboarding is so diverse and it's for everyone but it's like but in terms of representation that hasn't really like always been true you know so I think that it's like it needs to be normalized so that there are less like you know 14 year old instagrammers being like well she sucks it's like dude get like get out of here with that you know and i just i think that yeah i don't know i mean i i just hope it continues to to like change and that it just becomes like more even like you know skateboarding is not is isn't to say, I mean, I think in terms of like actual progression, like trick for trick, if you want to look at it, like from a contest, like numbers point of view, which is lame anyway, it's like, yeah, like the level of progress, it's like the gap is closing. Like there are so many girls like getting so much better, but it's also just like a skating really about that. Like outside of like the realm of contest, it's about so much more and it's about like style and individuality and like how like just the way someone does it you know it's like they don't have to be the best prodigy doing the gnarliest thing but it's like I just feel like there's space for skating to celebrate all different types of skaters and like actually show them you know not just like the sickest guy in town (laughs) so hundo p man look at those well said damn you killed that look at them degrees you know what i'm saying that's what we're talking about the one percent yeah legend (laughs) on and off the board so we know that in general women make less than men for doing the exact same job but have you found it to be the same in skateboarding uh i mean yeah like i mean i guess I am in a really great position now. Like, I feel like Converse really takes care of me and, like, Alzheimer's takes care of You know, it's like I feel like I'm in such a different position now than I was, though, just, like, three years ago. You know, like, I, the first contract I ever had was with New Balance before I skated for Converse, you know, and then, like, that... Like, no one, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's it's weird because money is, you don't go up to people and be like, well, what are you making? Or, I mean, I guess some people yeah. do, but I guess yeah. a lot of that is just kind of, like, not not talked about or shared. And and also, like, I don't know, but I, I definitely think that on average, I think there are, like, I know there are way fewer women getting paid than men in skating and I know that mm-hmm. if you take like the like the top like what the, I, the top guys are making versus like the top women, I think that's a massive difference. So, yeah. There's some room for improvement there too. Yeah, I think there's there's room for improvement. Um, 
yeah, I feel like really fortunate that I'm making a living off skating right now, and it's not. Is the first time in my life that is not because of contests. It's not like contest to contest. It's like yeah. I actually like make money to skate, and you know. And I think that was something that, in terms of contests, was always that's always been frustrating. Like the kind of taboo of. I mean, it's like yeah, contests are not cool in skating. They're like a whole different thing than like the respect you get for street skating and. I mean, I completely get that, but I think it was just like for so long, no one wanted to pay women for street skating. Like no one was pay. you know, it's like here, you can have some free boards, but that's mm -hmm. it. And it's just like the reality is then, well, if you can get paid doing a contest and that's the only way, like what, like then it you're going to skate a contest, you know? And like, mm -hmm. yeah. and I think that also in the end, that just that, how that trickles down and has an effect on a, like at the, like on a much larger scale, it's like, well, if companies aren't down to pay women to street skate, so they're spending more time skating contests or like the ones that don't want anything to do with contests, like they have to get a regular job and can't spend that much time street skating so they're not putting out as many parts as guys and there are already fewer girls to begin with. It's like, so then you have less, even a chance for visible women that skate. And then you kind of have less, that kind of maybe brings in like less girls, you know, it's like, it's probably intimidating to like, you know, in the early 2000s, like go, go skate when there's, you don't see a single, you see like there's two example, a couple examples of videos of other girls skating and then you go try to skate street or go to skate park or whatever and it's just a bunch of guys like talking shit. I mean, yeah. you can imagine that, you know, I mean, most of my closest friends in skateboarding are guys and I have like a ton of, so many of the best people I know are like guy skaters. So this isn't speaking for all, you know, this isn't like across the board, but it's just, there's a reason that for so long there were less girls skating because it must've been a really like hostile environment, you know, for a lot of girls. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So that's a hats off to you and, and all the trailblazers, you know, that are making it easier for the young girls to step on a board now. So big shout out. Thanks. <laughs> so yeah. you just dropped one of our favorite parts of the year for cons hmm. and in case anyone forgot you're still the goat in these streets <laughs> the tricks and the bales were all epic how fun was it to work on that one and that drake jones trick tip on the heel flip definitely paid yeah, off. yeah right? real shit yeah <laughs> uh, damn from day one well like i already explained filming i have a love and love hate relationship with that so i wouldn't describe it as all fun it was like more like torture <laughs> yeah. but uh but yeah i mean i think i wanted to put out a part like that for a really long time and kind of felt like i've got that in me like i need to do this but for what you know either like the footage i got kind of being tricked like sprinkled around or injuries or whatever just or kind of like being a perfectionist and not wanting to show stuff like it's just taken me i guess till now for that to happen and for converse to give me a deadline which because if it was up to me i was like no it's not ready it's not ready you know <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, I feel proud of it and good that it seems like 
people were into it and uh i think 100 percent, man yeah. definitely well that received. was a banger uh Hopefully you got plenty left in the tank because uh, already looking forward to your next part. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Ben did a great job and the other people I filmed with. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's out. It's away from me. There's nothing I can do to change it now. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's there, you know? It's like, you know, you put out a part and you're like, all right, now it's part of skate history and that's, there's nothing I can do. I'm just moving on now, you know? And like, that's yeah. in a lot of ways, like I think that being a perfectionist and, and not ever being like satisfied with stuff, it's kind of like, honestly, that's the best. Like when you ha- when you put something out and people respond well, that's kind of like the best you're ever going to feel about it, you know? Because like, if I was just left to myself looking at it, I'd be like, I don't know, like, I could have done that better. Like, I wish I had that in there and just obsessing over whatever, anything you wish was different. But, um, but yeah, sometimes you gotta, I'm trying to learn to just kind of like, let go at some point you have to, yeah, I don't know. So I feel happy and, and proud of it. And I think that's the best, the, the best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Glad to hear it. We got to go behind the scenes on a few of our favorite clips of yours. Let's spark it with kick front board, the corner pocket rail, in your welcome to weekend part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was like, that was the last trick I got for that. And um, it was, I had to go back like three times. Like I kept getting one time like a like a sanitation department vehicle like pulled up in front sat there and we got kicked out another time and another time I just like couldn't walk anymore I kept like every time I didn't land it basically I would just fall to the same spot like on my butt bone and I would like get like shooting pains in my legs like it was because we only had like a couple days left so I basically just kept going like went back like three days in a row and then finally landed one (laughs) and then was left with like weird sciatic shit for the next like while recovering from that but uh i don't know the one i got was good i think i think it was worth it (laughs) yeah i was gonna say well worth it that that was dope as fuck man clean as it's hard because it's like a weird the rail's so low because of the angle i don't know if you've seen that spot in person it's it's like low but then it's but by the time you get on you already have to like get off you know like it's mm-hmm, it's yeah. quick so i don't know it's just i thought i would have it in like a few tries you know but isn't that always the way it goes yeah. i don't know three <laughs> days late three days later i'm like taking ice baths at home just trying to walk <laughs> yeah so next up the picture perfect drake jones heel flip the street gap <laughs> Uh, well, that was another really awful battle. (laughs) There's a theme here. That probably took like four hours or something. Maybe, I don't even know how many hours that took me. Like, it was, um, yeah, it was like right along the river in Paris. And there are a ton of like tourists on those like lime scooters. Mm -hmm. And so many like, and I was pushing from like, 200 feet back i think (laughs) like like every try i would get further and further back even though i'm pretty sure that's like at some point you're just tying yourself out but i just kept like 
and they're like you know weaving through like guys selling sunglasses and stuff like on the i don't know it just felt so hectic and by the end there were like there was a massive crew of it was it wasn't just like the converse converse guys it was like a bunch of like parisian skaters too and they're all just like sitting along the wall just like waiting <laughs> and uh I don't know. I had a couple where I fully just like hung up, like landed, but like didn't make it over. So it was really like, I don't know. I think that's, it was like hard for me to get enough speed to just like get over it, you know, like, and then when I was finally like, all right, you're going to clear it. Don't worry about it. Like, just go, just land it. I like hung up. It was like, oh my God, I can't clear it. So then, you know, that sets you back a couple hours of like emotional, like, (laughs) Like, and then, and then just, you know, blackout moment. Like I just rolled away. Oh yeah. Just rolled away. And yeah, it was, uh, yeah. But at least then I had a big crowd of people cheering. Like that felt good. <laughs> yeah. That was a, a battle. Yeah. Well worth it again. Well worth it. I would love the skateboard blackout as opposed to the alcohol blackout. Sometimes, sometimes you need it, man. You don't need to get milky. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, we heard there's a, a story behind this one. Kickflip into the triangle in Miami. Last trick. Man, I mean, yeah, that's like such an iconic spot. Trip to Miami. It was the first time I'd ever seen it in real life, you know, like watched Alyssa skate it a million times yeah. and Welcome to Hell. And um, it's scary. I don't know if you've seen that, and it's like because oh, we've been there. It's okay. so much scarier than it looks. It's really film. scary, yeah. you know, because it's like you can't see the landing, and you're popping off of like a point, and there's like yeah. some bolts and stuff sticking yeah. up. You like can't before get to you the actual like end. Yeah, yeah, so you gotta pop way early, and you're just looking at like you don't know what you're landing in, and it's just like a a point and a point, and I I don't know. I just finally was like started like what i finally like went for it and that's the thing like tried it maybe twice three times and then the one that um the fall that's in the video like that there was a cop coming up on like a a pony or like <laughs> like like clicking up like galloping up and was like yelled at me for not like don't skate and that's when i tried that one that i ate shit like right in front of this cop because I was like I got it right now and then we're just gonna go and I just you know which that fall actually didn't hurt that bad even though it looked really bad but it's just like my kind of everyday fall <laughs> I fall a lot and uh yeah that's the close I think that's the closest I've ever been to being like arrested he was ready to arrest me like he was so he had like the sunglasses on and was on his horse okay. and was just like I'm taking you in. You directly, Damn. like I said to not skate and you just, you disrespected me. And I was like, no, I, and I started going into you. I was like, <laughs> oh, and also that was a, yeah, he, uh, he was like, how old are you? I was like, I don't have my ID on me. And he was like, how old are you? And I was like, 29. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like shaved a couple of years off my age, which then almost made me like burst into laughter. Cause I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> It's not like I can claim I'm 12 and didn't know better. I don't know why, like, why 29 sounds any better than like fucking 33, whatever. Um, yeah, so he was just like not, he was like ready to arrest me. And I was like, 
I just, <laughs> this spot is legendary. I was like, I've been waiting my whole life to come to this spot. And I just, you know, I didn't mean to disrespect you. I just, it, it was here. And I just, this spot is a famous spot. Like I was trying to like, I don't know what I was saying to him, but basically he didn't arrest me. He, I just was really apologetic and tried to explain like, Alyssa ollied into it and it's like I'm here and he he left and then we went and skated the that state like the stage like yeah. the the switch flip and did that and then we oh, came okay. yeah and then we came back and and then I I don't know I think I did it in a couple tries because I was Damn. like I was like, I, we will get arrested. Like we're all get, like, this is gonna, you know. I just the pressure was on. Um, and but yeah, he didn't come back. We got it. And that's sick. Yo, yeah, were, were those? I'm trying to remember in the edit. Were those the last two tricks too? Was switch flip yeah, second last? Yeah, the one switch of the flip was second to last. Yeah. So basically, the first two tricks or the. <laughs> The heel flip took like many hours and I'd say those two tricks actually, because also at the stage, I think that only took like f- four tries or something, the switch flip, like, because I, I thought I heard someone coming, like they should just trick me every time and like put make fake yeah. security <laughs> guards come. I thought a security guard was coming and I just like did it. Another blackout moment was like rolling away and... And then we actually did, like, 20 minutes later, get kicked out of there. And then we went back, and, and, the, and the triangle didn't take me that long after that because I was so sure we were going to get arrested. So, so in a way, those, those weren't crazy battles, but, yeah, it was sketchy. It was like he was – you could just tell he, stuck, he sucked, that cop, I have to say. <laughs> like, it was just like, he was not happy. What a uh-uh. day, man. The, the old two-for-one. That, I don't yeah, remember that, the last time I did that. What, you get a two and one. We would have to be on a trip or something. Uh, Ain't nothing gonna make us do that at home. <laughs> That's yeah, what's up, though. It, it rarely happens. I think it's that you can like catch it. Like sometimes when you land a trick, you're like so yeah hyped that you land it and you get a second wind you're like i'm ready to go like you're ready for the next <laughs> thing and then usually that ends and like that ends terribly and you what should have been like felt like a good day like where you did something good <laughs> like instead you just feel like a failure that day but because you just like you know you should have just, just gone home and, and rested you know <laughs> yeah so we hear you got robbed in barcelona uh what's the story there Oh, like actually robbed. Like when I, I got. I'm not sure. Yeah. That was, someone told us that. I thought you meant. Tried. First, I was thinking of a trick. I was like, what trick yeah. did I get robbed of? Yeah, no, I got actually <laughs> robbed at Mappa. Um, I was skating with my friend Alex. It was my first. It was my first time out of the country. We went to Barcelona. It was like Barcelona. Oh, the best. In its prime. Yeah, like Barcelona. When Barcelona was the. I think I was, we were like 16 or something, and we were skating flat at Makba at like 2 a.m. And I don't know, this kid started like taking Alex's sweatshirt because he had it on one of the ledges. And Alex was like, in the, even though we were skating together at 2 a.m., like classic Alex and I, like Alex was skating flat like on one side of Makba, and I was like skating flat like on the other side. He was just like over there skating. And they were taking a sweatshirt, and I was like, oh, no, no, that's, like, my, that's my friend's. And 
suddenly there were just like six kid like guys kids I don't know around me and they were like pushing me and like they like ripped I had actually probably a necklace kind of just like this but it was a million years ago and they like ripped it off my neck and like dispersed like one of them got on a bike and I like chased I like chased down this one kid and like dove on him and he like he had like a metal like pipe or something and I was like get it back he wasn't even the one with I mean, they're all speaking, like, Catalan or whatever. And uh, I was just, like, screaming, and he is, like, holding the pipe. And at that point, Alex finally was, like, oh, and, like, noticed. (laughs) He was, like, yo, I I think, just chill out. I think we should just go. And I was, like, they got my necklace. He was, like, I think we should just go. And uh, I let go of him, and that was it. I don't know. Yeah, I got jumped. (laughs) Dang. They got you. They got me. (laughs) She got them, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you tell us about your first time skating in New York, trying to find the Lennox ledges? What's the story there? Oh, man. Well, first of all, I was with Trevor and a group of other kids. We were probably like 13 or something like that. We took the train into New York. First of all, we're on the subway together sitting in a row like almost filling the whole subway seat but there's one seat next to me or like there was one seat extra i don't know basically like this guy was holding onto the bars and fully like at some point in the ride i like looked up and realized that his his pants were like fully below his like it was like right there and i just was like nudging trevor i was like holy shit and everyone was like like, the whole row of (laughs) The whole row of us just like shifted over, so we were like one, one, like so I wasn't like right in front of him. So that was like on the way there, and then we're like trying to find the Lennox ledges, and I don't know this. I think this guy was just fucking with us, a group of little skaters from Connecticut trying to skate, and he got up off the stoop and was like get the fuck out of Harlem and started running down the street and we were all like skating <laughs> like, oh, shit. like skating skating down Malcolm X Boulevard like skating as fast as we could like oh my god and like yeah he was just probably was like laughing his ass off after that but Damn. yeah we were yeah we never got to Lennox Ledges that day <laughs> <laughs> wow wait just to be clear was it I hope the guy's underwear were still on on the subway. That wasn't. That was not the same guy. That was no, like. No, I know, but the rewinding to the subway guy, like. No. Was, oh my god! Everything <laughs> was. Yeah. No. It was like. I mean, it. It was like. I don't know. Not fully out, but like. De- like kind of enough oh, where I was no. like, oh my god, like, and was you know, yeah. You, but you uh need clarification on that well i was just picturing i was hoping <laughs> that his underwear were at least still on and it's just like he was his pants were down or something but no oh, i mean man. then it would have been like whatever it was sagging his pants it was like his pants were it was like oh a situation yeah i don't know <laughs> anyway, you go after the switch five <laughs> <big spin>. yeah. <laughs> tell us about your love for grapes and a certain time at whole foods uh i got banned from whole foods grapes yeah uh okay you know i will just say i grew up like my 
Look, okay, so my my parents got divorced when I was really young. And my mom and dad, I can't believe they were ever married. They, like, could not be more different. And basically, my dad always taught me in the supermarket, yeah, you you taste the yeah, grapes. You taste like, them, yeah. you test the produce to know that, yeah, like, big deal. And I remember trying to do that once with my mom, and she was like, that is criminal. You're going to be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, similarly, my dad would be like, like spit and be like yeah it's, you spit and I remember like I picked up like I was you know when I was like nine picked up a spitting habit and was like trying to spit and when I was with my mom doing that she was like that's an animalistic habit don't do that. <laughs> so, like could not be more different but anyway I would go to I went to Whole Foods and basically like I bought stuff but I like had this bag of grapes and like ate probably five grapes like <laughs> realistically while I was walking around and then I put the bag back oh no I I mean this was not COVID times this was I mean like (laughs) you live in New York City I'm sure some people have sampled the grape bag you're buying I don't know but I did that and I paid for the other items that I got at the end and after I paid someone like in regular clothes was like come with me and like ushered me into this back room and it was like a room full of like with polaroid pictures of faces and (laughs) they were like and oh and the other thing is i was like a repeat offender so like that whole little like you know eat some grapes put them back and buy some stuff like i'd probably this was like when I was working at a restaurant, the restaurant and that Whole Foods was like, you know, I think I would go there like frequently. So I probably did that whole little routine like three times in a couple weeks. So oh, like wow. I'm in they this back, I'm in this back room and they were like, we've been watching you for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we've had undercover agents on you. I was like, oh my God. And um, yeah, they were like, if you ever step foot in the New York City Whole Foods again, you'll be arrested on the spot. Damn. Uh, I, I mean, I was, that was, you know, I was like 19 or when I was 20. Yeah, it was a long time ago. So, you know, what, I, when- my my argument. OK, now I don't do that. I'm older. I don't do that. <laughs> I learned my lesson. But all I will say is I've seen like, you know, mom in yoga pants with her stroller, like eating oh, yeah. a great if she was doing that, like, I don't know. I th- I think they were hard nah, on me, nah, but nah. yo, you know what? Like when I when Trevor sent that story over, I <laughs> thought that I would be siding with you, and it was just like a kind of mistake thing. But I- I'm with Whole Foods on this one. You picked up the Are grapes, you me? walked around the store, and just- then put them back. You're well, just that is the problem. You should have just bought the bag of grapes. At yeah, the end. like putting them back is disgusting. Are you it's kidding not, me? No, it's not disgusting. People will yes, just go is. up and grab a couple grapes. And eat them without even taking the bag. Like, no, that but picking up the bag, like, walking I've even around hit the, the store. olive bar before, and like taking a couple olives, and then just kept it moving. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. But like I'll the audacity the to pick up the bag, walk around no, the store. Olives are gross because it's in a vat. Yeah, of, that's like, gross Liquid. Too. The grapes. It's not like I'm touching every grape. I would, you know, the bags are basically open, and I took tops like four grapes. I don't. But know. But you did I just take the bag and like snack on it, and then put it back. I feel, like that, Foods, I feel like at yeah. Whole Foods, if you were like, oh, what is this exotic fruit you have? Someone there will be like, oh, and they like <laughs> cut it in front of you and let you like try, like, then that's fine. But just, whatever. Point is, first of all, 
They were on to you, though. The fact they put, like, uh, they had a case on you is funny, man. <laughs> they were on to Yeah, like, I never... They have, like, your, your picture on the wall and, like, the stats behind how many grapes you've eaten in the last oh three weeks. Oh, my God. But, yo, you picked up the bag, ate some while you were walking around, and then put the bag back? Yeah. Right? I that's put the savage. Bag, I put that's the, savage. Every time? Dono, admit that's savage. That's <laughs> Listen, I'm saying it's not that diff. Like, I have a routine... <laughs> all right i don't want to be in this i don't want to tell your mom and dad about this i don't want to defend it because now it seems like that's still something i would do and it's not something i would do oh, man. but yeah i don't know i just test some grapes that's what my dad taught me to do and <laughs> but did he tell your dad what happened no absolutely Where not this got and you? nor did i tell my mom because she definitely would yeah like she'd take you back to whole foods and let them arrest you yeah i i think so <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was crazy because I was, I, don't, I think that must have been, af- I don't know if that was before or after the, the restaurant I worked at had a fire. Because I remember that I was applying, I was like, maybe I'll apply to work at Whole Foods. I was trying to figure out where I could work. <laughs> and, I, and I remember after that day just being like, well, I guess that's off the table. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you stepped in a Whole Foods in New York since? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't for like two years. Yeah, I mean the case is probably cold by now. So <laughs> good. The fucking forensic files. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think geez. that I don't know. I learned. I learned my lesson. Don't try grapes. A grapes. I won't no, do it again. Try the grapes. Try the olives. <laughs> Eat whatever you want in there. No, just don't pick up the damn bag and then drop what? it. What? I don't get what, what's the difference with the bag? Why is it so? Why is it about to? So if you took four grapes while it was in place in the bag and walked away, that'd be fine. I mean, it that's still bad, but like it's it's just so much more audacity to like pick up the bag while you're cruising around and then just toss it back. <laughs> like that's just another level. Um, <laughs> so yo, grapes aside, what's next for Alexis Sablone? I don't know. I mean, I'm just quarantined here, hanging out, <laughs> work, working on just, well, I, my foot's been hurt. I'm finally feeling good again, so I'm skating. Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't want to say what, who knows what the next year will bring us. Last year has brought nothing that I thought it, it's been like a really uh, uh, unpredictable year. So I don't know. I'm, uh, I got some, some design projects I'm working on, so... Each day I'm kind of like going to the studio, working a lot on that, working on stuff, and then go skate. I guess that part's done, so start thinking about the next one. And and then, I don't know, next year, maybe there's the Olympics. Oh, shit. Yeah, Let's so. Get it. You can um, go in the Olympics with your criminal record? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> That's not a criminal record. A couple grapes. Um, oh, shit. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just just keep doing what I've been doing, I guess. Oh, yeah. Love it. Um, I've been, this season, I don't know why, I've just been requesting tricks from our guests. And I already mentioned it when we weren't recording. But uh, 2021, I want to see a Nolly Heel nose. You dig? Nolly Heel, like what year are we in? That's like... T- Nolly Hill Nose is like 2002, you know? Yo, yo. Like, Sometimes I know things get played out, but I feel like Nolly Hill Noses are fresh. That's a timeless again. Trick. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, anything's fresh if the right person's doing it. I don't know if I'm the right person to be doing it. You're definitely the right person. You're definitely the right person. You can request one from him, too, though. Give him one. She doesn't know my fucking I know. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just thinking something. (laughs) What do you think? You think he's any good? (laughs) Just by looking at him? (laughs) Sipping a brewski? I can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she can't tell you. That's disrespect. She treated me like them grapes tossing me with a (laughs) curve. <laughs> oh shit! You ain't you ain't uh, okay. Well, Alzheimer's quality, man. You don't, just by the look of you. <laughs> you don't sound excited for Nolly Hill knows, but if I see you doing, I'll be I'll be. Pumped. You'll take credit for me. Okay. Yeah, I'll think about it. I'll try a couple out. Uh, you you got that one. Trust me. Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And as always, we brought to you by the one and only Dickies. This week, we talk in the insulated Eisenhower jacket. And yo, matter of fact, I ain't got one of these in my wardrobe. So Dickies, you know what to do. Send your boy a box. Inspired by the tough, quietly authoritative jacket favored by the revered general and President Eisenhower, this jacket is updated for today's toughest work situations. Known for its classic look, rugged durability, and comfort, it never goes out of style and is guaranteed to work as hard as you do. Dickies, baby, keeping us all fresh. You dig? All right, Alexis, it's that time that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Rapid fire with the great bandit. Uh, favorite skater. <laughs> oh my god. Donnie Barley, Brian Anderson, Stevie Williams, Mike Maldonado. I don't know. Move to the next question. That's an awful question. That's too hard. Right. Favorite video. Welcome to hell. Favorite video part. Brian Anderson, welcome to hell. Favorite style. Donnie Barley or Stevie Williams. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Uh, Trevor Thompson. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. Probably Louis Lopez. Favorite trick? Switch flip. Hardest trick for you? Backside 360. Most illegal trick? Like Benny Hanna or something. <laughs> I was going to say, you out here kind of hating on Nolly Hill noses and you I, can't give me an illegal trick. I mean, I'm mostly, you know, I just don't <laughs> trust that I can do a Nolly Hill nose. Cost and Nolly Hill nosing a, a handrail. I mean, yeah, it looks great. That would be really nice. I just not maybe in the cards for me oh it is it is gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed i mean i get tooth either like the just milton martinez comes to mind just i can't even think of us well yeah actually this trick he the in i think it was in morocco he like wall rid it was like 23 feet long it was like this like mellow bump to like mm-hmm. so like a white wall it's a white wall and it's just like he just disappeared suddenly and there's like a kind of like a highway right there and basically suddenly he reappeared and he's like <laughs> grabbing cars on like the highway he was like grabbing onto like mo- like motorbikes and stuff that were not expecting him to he was like coming in with crazy speed mm-hmm. wobbles and just that was i mean yeah that i'd say probably that we have one in the in our in like the commerce group chat where it's like someone slow mode one of his like near death like the speed wobbles when he's coming off and then somehow he still like takes pushes afterwards it was like 
like absolutely crazy but i could also say on that same trip in morocco he probably did like three other things that were also the craziest thing i've ever seen so that and louis lopez he like back blunt slid like this like triple kink rail that was like last year i don't know forget what part that came out in um he like never gets further away from doing a trick it's like every try just gets closer yeah you know like yeah yeah. i could see that yeah it's crazy favorite clip you've ever gotten i don't know but i guess in this moment the either the heel flip over the street or maybe the kick flip into the triangle just because like mm-hmm. Alyssa and nostalgia yeah iconic spot and yeah that's like meant a lot so what's the one trick that got away <laughs> there have been a lot of tricks that got away probably i mean maybe that trick in morocco the in the latest part the two the two bales they show that like many stairs and a sidewalk it was yeah 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 the heel bruise got you Damn. yeah worse heel i couldn't skate for like a month and a half after that it was like a really bad heel bruise Ooh. yeah fuck what's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed actually i think i just did that like a couple months ago <laughs> <laughs> that's the first i was trying to skate uh that spot at roosevelt island like the louis Kahn famous architect like from that ledge into a steep bank it's like the biggest bus to skate there it's uh you guys know what i'm talking about what's been done what's been done i don't know i'm blanking out kind of but um Basically, whatever. I thought I was going to heel flip into it or maybe nollie flip into it. And it's like you have to like scale a wall along the water to get there behind like the security booth. And like mayor, like filmer and photographer were already inside waiting, but it's like heavily guarded. And the booth is right at the bottom of the landing. And I'm like scaling a wall on the rocks, like in the water. And damn. Um, and then I got there, and it's just, like, you only get one, tr- you only get, like, one try. I think Walker Ryan, like, Nolly flipped in, and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Ty, you know this what I'm talking about? Um, and it just looks pretty epic. It just is, like, it looks like a photograph. It would be, like, a good photograph, you know? But yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy, because once you get in there, like, there's no... You can't, like, stand on the ledge and look down. You just have to, like, blindly, like, go for it, because the guard is, like, within... He's layer like looking at you like i had to like hide my skateboard up there and then i basically i finally like got up i was like all right i'm going and like everyone started yelling at me like golf carts pulled in front like and yeah it was like a a 50 dollar uber ride that i paid for to get to roosevelt island because there's like nowhere to park there and and maring biked all the way there and it was just a complete like which trick did you try I didn't even get to try a trick. I was like rolling on the ledge and they're already like, just like, yeah. I mean, you asked for a bunt. That was, I was like, I, well, cause going into it, I was actually claiming, I was like, maybe I could fakey flip into it. I was like staying up days before, like looking at my phone all night, like staring at pictures of it from different angles, trying to be like, is it, it, how steep is it? Is it scary? Like I think, and I thought I could fakey flip into it. And then at the last moment I was like, I'll heel flip into it because I trust that. And then I didn't even like, I just didn't even get to do anything. So it was pretty, pretty much wasted everyone's time. Classic bunt right there. (laughs) Yeah. What's the last new trick you learned? I actually just learned kickflip backside nose slides. I had never done that before that line. Sick. Oh, damn. Look like you you done had those. That was fucking authoritative. 
No, just kickflip frontside no slide. I I saw like Reynolds posted one on his Instagram like not that long ago, and I was like, Ooh. you know what? Actually, that trick is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought it was or I never really hadn't thought about it and I was, saw his and was like you know what I think I need to learn that trick <laughs> yeah no those are the best yeah uh, I feel like back in the day they just used to get done so much on yeah. big hubbas and videos and stuff and then they kind of like died out yeah and now it's more like a choice trick again mm-hmm. uh, I love seeing a good kick nose yeah dream job after skating designer artist designer Architect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fire. Favorite local brand? Orchard. Orchard in Boston. Sick. Favorite local skater? Leo Baker doesn't live far from me. One of my best friends. Hell, yeah. (laughs) Favorite teammate ever? Trevor Thompson. Worst teammate ever? Southie. (laughs) (laughs) You've been waiting the whole time. Oh, yeah. No hesitation. (laughs) Yeah. Worst company. Like what was those like Roller Z trucks? Were those trucks Z, that didn't Z grind? Z rollers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fire. Worst trend. Skating and leggings. <laughs> oh, fuck, that just came out. Hey, let it out. Let it's it out. It's out there now. Uh, <laughs> uh, worst style. You know what? I'm not doing that. That's subjective. I can't pick that. Fuck that. You can't say Southie again. Yo, I was actually hoping that you were going to drop Southie again. I would have died laughing. (laughs) Subjectively, his style was not good. No, objectively. (laughs) Objectively, I mean. Fine, yeah. Sure, since I already, like, talk shit on him. Okay, move on. Next question. That's mean. Last person you want on the sesh. Last person is in, like, the person I definitely don't want there. Yeah. Southie. Let's just go all <laughs> <laughs> Are you cool saying it now? Oh, shit. Hell yes. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Alexis. Yo, that was hella fun still. Lots of laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> yeah. Sorry it took so long for me to get back to you guys. I'm glad it finally happened. It was worth the wait. The timing couldn't have been better. Uh, maybe by the time this comes out, you'll be raining Sodi. <laughs> And uh, who knows? But yo, thanks for a barn burner and for capping off season 12 in style. Thank you guys. Welcome to the post office, brought to you by the one and only Dickies quality workwear since 1922, from the work site to the streets. Ghost. Season finale style post office is packed up in here. We're going to have to handle this shit rapid fire styles. Who we got up first? You've got mail. First up, we got an email from Normie Guerrero. Yo, Bunt, what's good still? Are there any Latino skaters in Canada? I'm from Colorado and there's mad Latinos here. Shout out to all my Mexican homies and shout out to Jake Todoroki for putting me onto the pod. P.S. Also, shout out my man's Jorge. Kid is fucked on a board. The first one that comes to mind for us is the good homie, Leslie Solorzano. Definitely not a big name in the Canadian skate game. Well, he could be. Sorry, Leslie. But <laughs> he is to us. Yeah. That, that's our pick, yo. Leslie, the goat. Hell yeah. 
All right, next up, we got an email from Gab LeMay. What up, Bunk Gang? Been listening to the podcast for a while now. Seeing that it keeps picking up good attention and great sponsors makes me a proud bunter. Get your storyteller voice ready because I got a tale to tell, and I'm sure you two will relate to it. I live in Gatineau, right next to Ottawa, and our ex-local skate shop, EQ, used to have the only indoor skate park in town. One time, back in like 2005, in the middle of February, I went there for a sesh somewhere around 11 p.m., and as I came through the back door, I walked past this guy who was smoking this massive gazillion paper joint. Upon further inspection, I realized it was the myth himself, Paul Trepp. The guy just stood there in the freezing cold by himself for 30 minutes, tugging on the chair leg of a joint. After that, he came inside and effortlessly destroyed the park, doing tricks that were light years ahead of its time. As I started my sesh, I noticed another guy by himself skating flat ground between two quarter pipes, wearing a shirt that looked like a parachute. <laughs> he was doing the most beautiful, perfect, orgasmic tray flips over and over and over again. I'm talking about the most proper, no stank leg bullshit, three flips I had ever seen. To my disbelief, after each one, he would look down at his feet and nod his head in disappointment, <laughs> as if he stepped in dog shit or something. I'm sure you can guess who he was, the ghetto gown prince himself, Wade D. He probably did a hundred back to back without missing a single one. I'm sure you had plenty of similar moments with Wade. I guess the attitude he has towards his skating is what got him to be that great. Thanks for reading this, and please keep doing what you're doing. Buds, no question there, but an absolute legend of a story, and uh, makes perfect sense. Yeah, I love it. Thanks for the story time. Of course, we knew it was Wade. One sentence into that part. And uh, also, Trep, not too hard to guess. Man loves no. his, his fucking green, eh? All right, next up, we got an email from Dylan M. Greetings, Bunt Gang. With all the other brands that come and go, then come back, Shorties, Plan B, New Deal, etc. What brand do you miss and would like to see come back or launch a reissue? I'd back an aesthetic relaunch big time. Thanks and keep up the good work. You got one? We've answered this before and I feel like we've said like I, I feel like Shorties you said aesthetics before, didn't you? Yeah, I think that would make sense. I loved aesthetics. You and Dylan, man, on the same page, bruv. You got one? I'd bring back um, maybe Think, just because it was my first board ever. And, uh, yeah. you know, having Russ, our boy Russ Milligan, who's in the fantasy playoffs with us in the OG Bunt League. Um, having him still have a board out there, you know, I'd have to grab one of them for the wall. Yo, Russ, if you're listening, let me get a, a wall board, fool. <laughs> I'd say, I mean, this company's still around, but I just wish they would go back to their earlier roots and, uh, more like sports style was uh, the DGK jersey boards, man. I'd like to see some more of that shit. Real that shit. didn't answer the question at all, but whatever. <laughs> all right, next up, we have an email from Dave Shaheen. What up, Bunk Gang? I'll keep it short. Seifa, did you read Walker's book? Big shouts to all my fellow teachers out there that still skate. Stay healthy. Yo, this man's coming for me, eh? Uh, <laughs> I so got... I got what what I want to do me in this one. <laughs> what I want to do is finish the whole book and then uh, in an Speaking intro or post office or something, I'll do 
I'll do a, a book review. Like, I'll, nice. You know, I won't type it out. Maybe I'll type it out and we'll put it on the website. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'll do I'll do a book review when I'm done the book because I don't want to like just speak on like the little bit that I've read. He didn't start. <laughs> you fucking liar. Yeah. yeah this- <laughs> Dancing around. <laughs> Talking about, don't want to speak on the little part that I read. Well, all right, let's keep it. I moving. read the title, but yo, uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm now. going to my mom's for for the holidays for a few days in the country. So, trust me, Walker, if you're still listening to the post office right now, it's going down, my guy. All right, next up, we got an email from Nathan Gott. Hey, Bunt Boys, hope you're well. Even if I imagine Donovan's nights must be short. I cracked up listening to the homie's voice note during Walker Ryan's episode because Beeble is the last skater I unfollowed on IG. Could not bear another motivational quote looking like it was stolen on a 50-year-old mom's Facebook group. I have three questions for you. First one, maybe it's been asked before, but who's your favorite French skater and why is it Lucas? Just kidding. Would love to hear which French guy you like seeing skating and don't cheat saying Oscar because you've interviewed him. Second one, can we hope for a Lucas Puig interview one day? I think you and him would be a match made in heaven. And finally, do you have a curse trick, the one you struggle with since you started skating? Of all the fucking tricks, mine is kickflip. After 17 years of skateboarding, I maybe catch five a year on flat. Love the Hugo episode, piss myself every two minutes, and I hope you'll get OG filmers, photographers on two one day, because I can't imagine the stories guys like Blayback, Manzuri, and Miner have to tell. Thank you. Nate, dog. Thanks for the email. Fire email, man. Favorite French skater? I'm going to go with Vincent Tuzeri, dog. Oh, damn. Yeah, he's he's one of mine, too, for sure. Fucking, I'm going to go with, you know mine. It's uh, Max Gironzi, straight beast on the board. Uh, switch trade gang. You know what I'm saying? He's French? Yeah. Huh. All right. Yeah, bro. Lucas Puig episode one day. Man, we're hoping too, dog. Trust me. We're trying to make it happen. We're reaching out, doing our due diligence, and uh, maybe one day, you know, he'll hit us back. (laughs) (laughs) A trick that's cursed. I've got a couple, so I'll just rifle them off. Um, Back big spins. Uh, I've probably done maybe like under 10 proper ones in my life and anytime i do one i never know what i did that one time so i can't recreate it tray flips i can do them but i've never like felt comfortable with them and just a proper front shove has never worked for me so i also Mm -hmm. can't do front bigs at all or varial heels so if you play me in skate you know where to start yeah front big front heel varial heel any sort of motion that side with a heel flip just does not work. Um, obviously, switch tray is like the hardest thing in the world for me. Um, but if I had to pick one that's cursed and one that I worked on a lot this summer and still didn't get much better at all, I'm going to be there right with my boy, Shane Heil. We got some milky ass front side flips. <laughs> Okay, let me just add a quick question that we can both answer. If there was one trick that you don't have that you wish you had, which of all the ones you can't do, which is the one you're like, I I wish I had that one the most? Out of that list, or I could just pick any? 
Well, any like kind of just flat ground trick that's never really worked for you that you wish you had? I mean, probably varial heel because that's like the furthest away. Like that is not close. Like if I'm like skating at the loft or something, like I could force a front big to work, you know, like yeah, yeah. Slippery do a ground. front shove with a little shit and then make it work or like force a dusty switch tray. Maybe if I'm lucky, but varial heel, no matter what the circumstances, what the ground, nothing, nothing is going to help. So varial heel. Word. Yeah, for me, it's probably back big just because they look so sick and they look so fun and just like never understanding it has driven me crazy for years. Um, uh, thanks for the email, Nathan. All right, next up, we got an email from Kyle T. Seifa, why don't they talk about the fakey 5 on that outledge in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan? That shit was out of control. Who's they, first of all, Kyle? <laughs> What kind of email is this? Yeah, that's exactly what Why I was doesn't who say? talk about it? <laughs> we talk about it all the time. We just posted it. This shit is psycho. <laughs> is that what you want to hear? Uh, you, yeah. You beat me to psycho. it. I just wanted to laugh at who the proverbial they is. Is that the, the industry? I, the people. <laughs> that shit cracked me up when I saw that email. Why don't they? Why don't they? Well, um, yeah, Donald reposted it in a bun story the other day. Someone posted it. Shout out to whoever that was. Uh, respect and uh, someone posted it shout out to whoever that was who posted it like who posted it first yeah yeah no i said you reposted oh, it oh i thought you meant who posted it on the bun insta like no no <laughs> who the hell else would it be no i i was saying you posted it shout out to whoever posted it in the first Originally place posted it. and yeah. and shout out to kyle for shouting it out also so i think that they has been taken care they're of they're talking about it now there we go it's been mentioned yeah. enough times and that was years ago but thanks for remembering all right next up we got an email from mazzy lincoln what's good fam hope y'all are having a blessed day during this shit time of year first off there's no doubt that you are the number one podcast in skateboarding but as one of your three trans listeners, I think it's time we break the predominantly cis-hetero pattern of guests that frequent your show. As a queer and trans skater, finding relatable skate content can be difficult in a culture that still suppresses anyone that isn't a straight cis man. However, over the past couple years, there's been a huge wave of queer, trans, and women skaters that have infiltrated mainstream, mainstream skateboarding, and I think it's time they have a voice. Even on the most cutty of podcasts, you dig? I love nothing more than hearing my favorite skaters shit talk in industry filled with clowns and circus companies. And nobody hates the industry more than my LGBTQ plus comrades. Keep up the good shit regardless. Much love from a PNW trans feminine skateboarder. Yo, big shout out, Maisie, for the email. And uh, I think you're right. Full transparency, we, we do try and get a lot more girls and stuff on the pod but um i mean there's obviously so many pro guy skaters that ends up being mostly guys but uh my mom has called us out for this too we're trying to mix it up more next season look out next season we're gonna definitely make a conscious effort to to mix it up some more so um hopefully next season is a bit more diverse we're definitely doing our best and uh definitely have to do more we know that no doubt but we appreciate you listening to the pod yeah mad love and uh stay listening bunt gang you dig Maisie. 
All right, next up, we got an email from Toby Dalton. Hey, boys, long-time listener, first-time emailer here. Been re-listening to old episodes, and in the Jake Phelps app, you ask him about Globe's opinion video. It seemed like he thought you were asking his opinion about Chet Thomas or skateboarding in general, even after you clarified. Pretty funny moment, but I'm wondering, is there a backstory or inside joke about asking him about opinion? Okay, keep up the good work, and I hope the next break isn't too long. Wednesdays without the bunt are sad times. Toby, big respects for the email. Yeah, man, we gonna keep this break short, right, Ghost? We just gonna enjoy the holidays real quick, and then we're gonna get back after it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. Don I think this break that just went by was the shortest of all time, wasn't it? Or was it the one before? Bro, we just remember. smashed three seasons real quick, though. Yeah, the one before... The one after season 10, I think, and when we came back mm-hmm. real quick for the COVID Chronicles, that might have been our shortest yeah. break. Um, yeah, and then we took July, August off, and then we just mashed this one. So we won't be gone for long, man. Trust me. Toby, we ain't going nowhere, dog. And there is no backstory to asking him about opinion. We just thought, well, I just thought that he would maybe roast it real quick, but... He didn't catch it. Shouts to Phelps, the absolute GOAT. One of our proudest moments, man, having Phelps on the podcast, man. Yeah, man. I listened to that one again after he passed away, and it just <clears throat> brought a smile to my face. Uh, so thankful that we got the opportunity to do that with him. The first minute of that interview was just instant gold. Donald getting yelled at by, like, your, 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 like you know, the skateboard industry's like, crazy uncle kind of thing and uh that was just good laughs all the way through that was man i'll never forget that shit all right next up we got an email from eli katz hey boys just out of curiosity have you guys ever had any run-ins with maddie matheson up there in toronto i figure as local celebrities (laughs) you must be running in the same crowds also have you ever eaten at any of his restaurants and if so do they live up to the hype p.s i really did stream 15 episodes in one day on a road trip but it's not that impressive when you minus the rundown ha damn b that's disrespect for real though you guys have helped me get through this pandemic and i appreciate y'all keeping it so real much love from arizona hey man cutting off the rundown you know that's why we put it at the end because we know not everyone's a sports fan we appreciate you listening and 15 episodes in a day has got to be some type of record you're a real one it is (laughs) it has to be Bro, one day we gonna fucking split this into two pods, man, and go straight sports pod, straight skate pod, but that day's yet to come. So for now, you're stuck with the rundown, Eli, but like you said, just chop it off at the end. Speaking of Maddie Matheson, yeah, we've had some run-ins with the boy, the big homie, Maddie, and the restaurants live up to the hype absolutely, man. They go above and beyond. Everything that guy touches turns to gold. That's all I can say about the big homie. Bruh, I used to go, he used to be like the, the head chef at, uh, fuck, what was that bar called? Super Queen West, and we'd, we'd party in the basement. Oh, Parts and Labor. Yeah, Parts and Labor. Like, I used to hit the burger there with bass back in the day that was the first time i ate his food fucking bomb and then obviously me and donald are savages when it comes to maker we'd be eating that way mm-hmm. too much uh and he did the menu there and then he just opened a burger joint that's like literally a five minute walk from minor donald's place maddie's patties 
um, straight fire. And yeah, he is the homie. Remember we judged the we judged the skate contest. He was like the guest celebrity judge on this Vice mm-hmm. skate contest. And uh, yeah, we we've been. Uh, you know, we're in the same celebrity circle, like you said. <laughs> uh, shouts to the big homie, Maddie. All right, next up, we got an email from Jim Leahy. Ho, ho. Drunk bastard. Rest in peace. What up, guys? Curious about Andrew Gordon. He seemed to be an up-and-coming dude around the time I was starting to skate, and likely you guys as well. Did you guys skate together growing up? Where's he at these days? I believe I remember a pretty sick Vans ad where he was board sliding at Double Kink. Did he ride for Flip as well? Thanks. Bruh, one of my first skate memories ever involves Andrew Gordon. Um, for people living in TDOT and they know the skate shop Blue Tile, it's obviously had like multiple locations in its life. But it originated as an indoor skate park in Aurora. And me and a couple friends got dropped off there one day. And this was like our first days of skating, like absolutely terrible. You know, like the kids who just ride off the launch ramp, just ride off the shit over and over. Like, yeah, we did that for eight hours that day. But when we pulled up, there was a kid there who was Andrew Gordon ripping around the park in a pink t-shirt doing absolutely anything he wanted, man. Like just the absolute goat ahead of his time. And then luckily later on, maybe like 10 years later lo and behold andrew gordon's in the squad man and we spent we spent a couple years skating with gordon almost every day right yeah man Is that a couple years you know what you just reminded me uh yeah it was definitely like i'd say i'm trying to i'm having a hard time remembering because it was a few years because i remember i'll tell this one story but then he was still skating with us when ryan allen moved back and they did the sbc interview right so that was definitely mm-hmm. a span of like uh, maybe three or four years um so i don't think i've told this story on the pod but obviously everyone knows my favorite trick is switch tray and um andrew gordon is actually the one who got me to do my first switch tray we were yes. we were playing skate at Bay and Wellesley and whatever, we're going back and forth, just me and him. And then he does a switch tray on me. I'd never tried one in my life, like never even bunted one. <clears throat> and I, I bent down to pop and it actually like flipped. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I think I actually could have landed that. And then whatever, we finished the game of skate. And then I just like went and tried them for like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Did my first switch tray ever. And... So just big shout out to Gordon. He fucking planted that one in my brain and uh, mm-hmm. changed my life. Look at me now. <laughs> uh, but uh, And you're absolutely right about Gordon. Rode for Vans, had some ads, rode for Flip. He did it all, man. He opened an on video with some of the like illest shit. He was definitely on uh, a path to greatness. And uh, big shouts to Gordon. He's... Uh, had some battles with some mental health issues, but we hope he's doing well. Yeah, unfortunately, haven't seen him in a while, but just hoping nothing but the best for him wherever he's at. It's all love, Gordon. All right, next up, we got a voice note from Nicholas Montoto, known hater in the post office. <laughs> what up, the bunt? It's been a minute since I sent something to the post office. Last time I got a little too carried away writing some long ass shit might be. I'll just keep it simple with the hot take. What the fuck is up with Strobex filming, dog? 
I can't stand it anymore, yo. Fools need a zoom out, dog. Come on, please. What do you guys think about that? On Toto, man. Steady coming at the fucking greats in the game. Strobeck's doing his own shit, you know? Strobeck pioneered that heavy zoom-in style. If you're going to come at someone, come at someone biting Strobeck's shit. He started it. It's original to Strobeck. I think the problem you have is with uh, some of the other people. Yeah, Strobeck's the homie, clearly. Bunt gang, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to speak ill on his name today, but... Uh, Montoto, good to hear your voice again, bruv. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from the Coconut Crab Man. Greetings from Louisville, Kentucky, young kings. Wanted to show some love from a non-skater. Can't even disrespect the culture by saying I used to skate when it was just me falling down trying to 50-50 the curb in front of my parents' house in seventh grade. But I've always had love. It all started when an older neighbor down the street handed me an old deck and a VHS copy of Jump Off a Building. Pop Dukes walked in on me studying the tape and ripped them shits out the VCR on some old man-ish. Guess the only question I have is, do you all have close homies that don't skate or have all your bonds been forged by the board? Been listening to the pod for over a year now and just wanted to tell the bump boys to keep up the good work. Thanks for keeping me entertained from my dusty ass desk job working from home. Shout out my homie Connor for putting me onto the pod, the man with the biggest pants, Ryan Tassie home skate shop and all the homies that shred peace yo that's a funny ass of course question. we got homies yeah it's a good one but like a lot of i wouldn't say a lot but we have a ton of homies from our childhood who we grew up skating with who don't skate anymore those don't count those were forged from the board yeah true but of course we got homies that don't skate man okay so let's do it this way who's who's your best friend that doesn't skate You go first. I got this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's one. funny because I wanted to say Phil, but uh, like I literally started skating with him. I had the same thought process as you. Like, oh, Phil doesn't skate anymore. But um, best friend that doesn't skate, I probably just go. Oh, Justin Holmes, and then my whole, you know, the OG crew that you're friends with, all of them too. So yeah. the Eric's, the Tyler's, the DDs, you know, etc. My so yeah, my, my I don't have a best boys. friend that doesn't skate. Okay, but who is your closest? I don't friend? have one. Like the the tightest doesn't have to be considered get the best friend label, but like who are you closest to that doesn't skate? No one, dog. You ain't got a hockey homie or something? No, they skate. <laughs> True. Damn, there's got to be someone can't be fucking for real right now nah sorry bro i can't relate they're all been forged by the board damn bro you're you're a true uh skater fucking skating nerd. i'm friends with your friends who don't skate does that count huh i'm friends with your friends that don't skate yo i love that yeah you could just pick like tyler or something <laughs> there's like i guess there's like a lot of acquaintances but i i just can't call any of them a, a best friend man yeah true true so i can't uh i'm not gonna pick one because it would just be desp <laughs> i don't want to like give them that yeah. satisfaction yeah yeah um I'd be like oh man donald thinks i'm his best friend <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> um yeah like one of bridget's 
Oh, my, my friends. son. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Next up, we got a voice note from the one and only Travis Orton. Soft ass motherfucker. Let's go. And this is pre one o'clock on Sunday. Heading into a playoff date with Safe Hey, test, test, one, two. It's your boy Travis from down south. Uh, first and foremost, thank you guys for, for what you did. Greatly appreciated. Uh, a lot of love and respect, you guys, you guys know. So thank you very much. Uh, considering it's fantasy football weekend, playoffs, safest, I assume at this point on Wednesday, you beat my ass and good luck next round. Let's go, Laos. If not, fuck yeah. Round two, here we come. But who's your busts? Who's your uh, MVP for the year? And who are your, uh, I guess, sleepers? Or who are you looking for to come out of the woodwork next year? Considering the funny 2020 season and all the shit that's gone on, I, I could see a lot shaking up next year. So... Thank you guys for what you do. Keep on bringing the fucking good stuff to the people and uh, doing it for the kids. Gonna miss you guys, but uh, hey, next season, not far around the corner. Take care and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bro, oh, brother Travis, man. Boy, do we love this guy, man. Yeah, we were just uh, getting a little, uh, not heated, but having a nice little discussion in our group chat, the Listener League. Everyone, not everyone, but too many people in that league like to fucking wave the white flag before the matchup's over. And there's nothing worse than losing to some fucking bumba cloud who's like, oh, it's over. You won. Oh, man. And then they win and, it's, and they go all quiet. Like, shut the fuck up. And uh, as you all shit. now heard, everyone listening, Trav just fucking waved the white flag via voice note and just texted us in the group chat like an hour ago saying, Oh, uh, oh! It's a bye week for Safeo. My guys are injured. Yo, shut the fuck up! But he we lost Miles Gaskin, and he's throwing in the towel. Yeah, Jesus. Anyways, and the man has DK real. Metcalf, Lamar Jackson, and Dalvin Cook. Like, it's, it's just embarrassing. You don't have to explain yourself. Let's fire this off real quick. Uh, MVP of the fantasy season so far. Fuck! It's got to be Dalvin Cook. I'm gonna go Travis Kelsey, man absolutely worth every penny of that second or third round pick where you got him as advertised man he is 1b to the gronk ew um, bro he's he's first tight end ever to have five thousand yard plus you receiving. didn't watch the gronk in his prime brother um biggest bust can this be even injury related or no injury if we're going no injury it's marquise brown yeah, I'm going to stick with the same team and go Mark Ingram, man. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. I knew they said he was going to be bad, but holy, he been real bad, man. Yeah, real shit, because he was going ahead of Brown on draft days. Yeah. And then who's someone you think is going to uh, take it to the next level next year? Well, this is wishful thinking, but in the same breath oh, as saying how Mark Ingram was dust, J.K. Dobbins has been coming on of late, and uh, I can't see Mark Ingram getting any better next year so uh hopefully he carries this momentum into next season and is a beast oh i mean we're already seeing the breakout right now happen i drafted this guy in our keeper league but as anyone in our keeper league knows i have no patience and i can't hold on to anyone but i'll say cam Akers, man 
Oh, I thought you were going to say Justin Jefferson. <laughs> but he's been well, he's, he's already been fucking year. broken out. Yeah. Yeah. I could have had him in the 14th round, but damn, you could have had Acres and fucking Justin Jefferson. Yeah. But you know, next year is going to be another year with Carson Wentz, so <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Nathan Feldhouse. <laughs> Yo, what up, G's? Just finished watching Johnny Wilson's new full-length video, and it was an absolute barn burner. Who are some of your favorite New York skaters, and who are some of your favorite SF skaters? And which city do you think looks better in skate footy? Keep killing it, and much love from the 805. Bro, you ain't lying about that video. It's absolutely insane. We got lots of homies in New York. We were just talking about this the other day. Next time we take a trip down there, we got uh, plenty of house calls to make, man. So, favorite New York skaters? It's going to be Forbidden 14, for sure. Brad Cromer's there now, so that's an easy one. Uh, agreed with all those. All our New York guests we've had on the pod, for sure. I'm going to go old school a bit. I know this fool's from, uh, I think he's from Texas, but... Uh, Anthony Correa, he definitely spent some time in New York in his New York days, and uh, he's one of my all-time favorites. Amazing style. You got an SF skater? A, a San Francisco beast? Let's go with the one and only, the legend, Frank Gerwer. Um, we need to get him on the damn pod one of these days, man. 100%. Which city do you think looks better in skate footy, man? I'm going to go with New York. East Coast vibe, for sure. Damn, that's a really tough question. I'm just thinking of clips at a bunch of different spots. I'll go with, it's not that they necessarily look better, but when I see a clip in San Francisco, I just, having been there, I just know how fucked those hills are in some of the spots. It's just like, they just get bonus points in my head just from from being, having been there and knowing like, like those GX fools, man, like Jesus Christ. So I'll, I'll yeah, just say San Francisco. All right, next up, we got an email from Marku Perkele. Definitely said that wrong. My dudes, what's good? First of all, thank you for this epic season. Every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Finland time. Don't even try to talk to me. Got the pod on, and I'm kicking it. Almost had to get out of the subway myself listening to Hugo's stories, laughing out loud, looking like an idiot. Good shit. Couple questions for you guys today. First one, favorite Rob Welsh line? There's so many classic ones, it's hard to pick. I'm going to go with frontside heel up three and switch trade down. Put some respect on that one, boys. Down the three. We did. Donald picked that to be in our switch trade honorable mentions. Second, yeah, doc. tail slide to fakie or to regs. No line contest. Uh, no line context. And I'm going to say it out loud. Tail slide flip out both ways or whack. Happy holidays, boys. Can't wait for the next season already. SLP for life. <laughs> I could pick literally any line from Free Your Mind. I love all of them. But the kit in this line is just absolutely insane. It's the first, uh, not the first clip in his Free Your Mind part, but the half cab nose, then the front side half cab nose. And then I think it's half cab nose blunt to regs, nollie back nose grind revert. Got the fat jeans on. Got the Celtics jersey with the Celtics cap. That's just fire, Rob Welsh, man. That's like my favorite part of all time, too. I'm going to stick with Free Your Mind. And uh, it might have been the first big spin backtail I've seen. Um, but the Nolly Nose line, no push, huge pop out on the Nolly Nose. And then big spin backtail at uh, Third and Army. 
Woo, that shit was straight fire. Dude, you can't go wrong with any Rob Welsh dog. That free your mind part, the best. And uh, his fully flared part, underrated. Go watch that shit. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap up the post office for this season. But it will live on in season 13, man. Get your emails and voice notes in to thebuntlive at gmail.com. Oh, shit. Hold up. Hold up. We got one more email at the buzzer here. We got time for one more, Ghost? Oh, let's get it. All right. Here we go. We got an email from Missy Westland. Hey, my boyfriend loves your podcast a whole lot. He will wake up in the middle of the week and say, do you know what day it is? And I'm like, no. And then he tells me it's the day for a new episode of The Bunt. I wanted to get him some merch, but the stuff he would wear is sold out. So I'm hoping that you can tell Ben Della Hunty to have a merry fucking Christmas in your next episode. In return, I will send y'all some homemade cookies or baked goods of your choice. For what it's worth, I also enjoy the podcast and think the stories in it are pretty awesome and hilarious. Love, Ben's girlfriend, Missy, trying to impress her boyfriend. Well, goddamn you the goat girlfriend, Missy. Damn, yo. Missy, big shout out. Are we more hyped on Missy or Ben, yo? That's the real question. Well, we don't know Ben yet, and we know Missy real well, it seems. So, (laughs) Merry Christmas to both of you. A big shout out to Ben. Bunk gang for life. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. And um, what are you going to be requesting? Some cookies or some baked goods? Well, cookies are baked goods, Bridget. Yeah, my Um, bad. You know what I mean. I'm going to go with some, uh, Missy, if you could fire up some shortbread cookies, you know. (laughs) I love those. Yeah, I'll go with uh, just some good old-fashioned chocolate chip cookies. You get me. Easy. Hell yeah, Missy. You the goat. And Ben, have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And the new ones are just around the corner, my G. Yeah. This is The Rundown, the skateboard world's source for sports, brought to you by the one, the only, uh, Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. So, Bredgen, this is the last time we're going to be talking about fantasy football. It's been a hell of a season. I'm not shocked that they made it the whole way through, but it's still a little bit surprising. We imagine them forcing through for the money which they did they even got some fans in the stands in certain stadiums what team has been the biggest surprise for you this year in the nfl now are we talking surprise in a good way or a bad way whatever way you want to take it man surprisingly Uh, good or surprisingly bad let's go with the steelers being surprisingly good i know they they're coming off that l to washington which was kind of shocking but uh it's not fair they played so many games so quick yeah, three games in 12 they, they were days is fucked. Yeah. And they're losing linebackers like fucking at an alarming mm-hmm. rate. But uh, yeah, they're just hats off to the Steelers, man. I, I expected them to be good, but they're looking fucking pretty damn epic. I'm going to stick with surprisingly good, and I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. Turn the season around. Most people probably thought it was over once they lost OBJ again. But it was actually a good thing, man. They focused mostly on the run. They got probably the best running back duo in the league in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. 
Baker Mayfield's doing just enough. The weight is off his shoulders, and that defense continues to make things tough, man. So I'm going to go with Cleveland. Didn't think they'd be in the playoffs this year, that's for sure. Yeah, I respect that pick for show, and uh, just goes to show you get the right coach in there, anything's possible. Is it? I mean, they're down OBJ, and they're still popping. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. shouts to the Browns. Browns and Steelers, two teams in the same division, man. Ooh, um, that'd be a good playoff matchup. Oh, yeah. Big defenses going head-to-head. Speaking of dynamic duos, this one gets talked about a lot. I want to hear your favorite quarterback-wide receiver duo in the league, man. We got plenty of options here. You can go Russ DK. You go Kyler D-Hop. Hell Aaron no. Rodgers, Devontae. Where are you going to take it? I'm going with uh, the dynamic duo of fucking Sam Darnold and Jamison Crowder. Uh, hey, I, you wouldn't be lying when you say they dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know where I'm going with this. You know who my favorite wide receiver is in the league and has been for a good three years now. It's uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, man. They've just been... It's actually like comical how good that combo has been since uh, Devonte came back from injury. Like you can almost pencil him in for a hundred yards plus one to two touchdowns a week. It's it's a joy to watch, and we both have uh, a share of Devonte Adams this year. So fuck yeah! It seems like Aaron Rodgers goes out of his way. Well, it's not even out of his way, but he makes sure that Devontae gets his red zone targets and that he gets one score. Oh, dude, he'd be getting touchdowns at the one-yard line. It's crazy. Every week, yeah. I love when he uh, he cops his basketball. The basketball, like he just throws it it up up there. Bro, he he looks like he could dunk them things alley-oop style. Uh, I can't disagree with that. I would say close second, Mahomes, and you could pick Tyreek or Kelsey. It doesn't even matter, man. Oh, for sure. For sure. Let's slide over to the NBA. We got our fantasy basketball drafts coming in hot and heavy over the next couple weeks. I want to hear a my guy who is outside of the first five rounds. Bro, are you trying to steal my picks? I don't know if I can divulge I don't need info. your fucking picks, dog. <laughs> Come on. I'm just kidding. Um, the people that are listening, there's no one listening to this that is in any drafts with us. So uh, other than you, I think... My my guy is safe. I actually don't have one. Do you have one? Um, I would. I'm gonna try and get both of the Bogdanoviches. Yeah. Big time shooters. They are gonna have a pretty easy ADP to equal their value. Um. So yeah, either or. I'll take either one of them. Oh, I like uh, both those guys. This one's more of a. A later rounds I, I don't know where he's going adp wise he might be like eight nine range but i really like seth curry when he's healthy and he just always has problems and doc rivers is saying he's gonna start over there so he's just a good you know sometimes high volume three-point shooters their field goal percentage is bad but seth is one of those high volume high field goal percentage guys and he can get you some steals so um if i see seth curry in the later rounds i'm gonna try and grab him He's locked into uh, a great role there in Philly as well. But yeah, if you grab him and he flops, don't get mad at me because he's. I've definitely drafted him a few times. It's late round, yeah. so he had a breakout. You'll, you'll be all right. He had a breakout end of season, his first time in Dallas, and then 
he came back and like broke his hand or something and then like he never quite recreated that extremely hot stretch to end that one season three or four years ago but um so don't don't get mad at me if if he doesn't pan out but i'm just know i'm reaching for him probably and one of the most volatile picks that's coming up in this draft kevin durant usually when healthy top three top five pick every year this could be a year where you get kd at a discount man where are you targeting kevin durant me and you are of the same mind state where we want our first three to four picks in every draft to be locked and loaded value. We don't really go for these risky picks. Is this one you're willing to uh, change your strategy for? No, and last year you surprised me by taking Paul George. He was on my don't draft list just because of the shoulders. And it. I think I paid it, the price. it backfired. But I think KD is going in the same category for me. I'm going to draft them everywhere I can and the following season but the first year off the Achilles and just we know how much you know coaches and players uh, are cautious these days so I, I'm avoiding KD on draft day I can live with it if he does have an insane year um, I'd rather just not have the headache of worrying about rest days and shit where he's going you're getting someone of great value as well yeah yeah exactly so rest assured plenty of guys up there in the first two rounds that uh our great return on their investment question for you where are you where are you targeting anthony davis because coming off the short off season i'm worried about the lakers resting ad and lebron a fair bit too and their team is even stronger than last year which is the craziest part mm -hmm. they're more likely to rest they stayed big they lost javel mcgee and dwight howard but they went out and got montrez and gasol so it's not even like more minutes opened up in the big spots. I had AD last year and he was an absolute beast. Um, he's never been someone I drafted. I acquired him by trade and I'll probably just wait and see, but I wouldn't draft him either. He's probably gonna go what, in the top three picks? Yeah. I'd take, yeah. if I'm there, I'm probably taking someone else. Yeah, agreed. Probably Cat over him. All right, let's wrap it up by looking into our crystal balls one more time. We don't have to pick an NBA champion yet, but I wanna hear who you have as the Eastern Conference champion and as the Western Conference champion. Coming out of the East, and this is just with like a couple preseason games popping. This is uh, pure guesswork right now, but I think the Nets are gonna need one more year. I don't think, you know, a lot of people are saying the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, they have to win it now, blah, 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 blah. KD's on the clock. Um, so not them. Yo, could this be Milwaukee's year? Drew Holiday? Uh, Absolutely could. Let me let me go with Milwaukee, man. They, they've come close the last two years, and um, I think this might be their year to, to make it. Drew Holiday's a huge add, and uh, let's go Milwaukee. In the East, I think uh, you pick Milwaukee, so I'll let you have them. I'm going to go with Boston, man. True. I think Tatum takes another leap. I think Kemba and Jalen Brown keep doing their thing. Tristan Thompson isn't a sexy ad, but I don't think they needed to make a sexy ad, and he's going to give them exactly what they want down there. And uh, I think they got better, man. So I'm going to go with Boston. Nice. And in the West, I think it's pretty fucking simple, man. It's, it's the Lakers, dog. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, you're probably right, unfortunately. But um, 
just to mix it up, I'm going to double down on last year's prediction and say that the Clippers somehow find a way. Here's wishing, brother. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. And unfortunately, it's going to wrap up season 12, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Big shouts to all the guests and even bigger shouts to all the sponsors, fans, CHPO, Dickies, Maker Pizza. We love y'all. Hell yeah. And big shouts to the patrons, y'all. Peace, y'all.